I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Great Scott, it's a double Buffy episode. It is. And my name's not Scott. And your name's not Scott. Great Scott, it's a double Buffy episode. And your name's not Scott. I can't follow this. I can't follow this. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't follow it because it's too all over the place or you can't follow it because I'm no, such a great opener. It's just such a great opener. I can't. I have nothing to add to it that could, that could match the energy levels. Well, you know. Hey, speaking of energy levels, I'm going to have to really buckle down here to to wake up because uh, I'll tell you what, I'm a little tired tonight. What? And this was such, this was so boring. These episodes were not stimulating. (laughs) You were not on the edge of your seat the whole time. Well, perhaps I watched them last night and they blew me out of the water so much that I have nothing left to give for my, all my emotions are just squeezed dry. I have nothing, no more energy. I think that in this podcast, I'm usually the one who is all the emotions anyway. So I don't think yeah, that's it'll true. be any different. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be any different. <laughs> I think you're going to uh, come to find out from some of my notes that I'm looking at that, um, well, we'll just have to get into it when we get into it, you know? Well, this is our first ever Double Buffy episode. Double welcome, Buffy. Welcome, everyone, to Kicking and Streaming, the podcast. We haven't said that in a long time. No, we. I like, figured that we never <laughs> welcome our guests, and I feel kind of bad because our numbers for our podcast steadily go up every week, and more and more people are listening. Yet we never we welcome, welcome them. them. Yeah, so it's you like know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we are being bad hosts. We and are we're not welcoming hosts. you and getting you tea, and yeah, well, you know, other podcasts don't do that anyways. So okay, but we can at least welcome them and say welcome. Yes. Friends, Welcome. fellow Friends. streamers who Welcome. watch the shows with us. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope you are. Yeah, I think they are. We would love to hear your thoughts about the episodes. You know, on sure. social medias and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so big yeah. episode today, double Buffy episode. I felt a I felt a little uh, you know sad that we didn't get some lost, but you know yeah. one thing I was kind of pumped about less notes i didn't have to transcribe yeah the episode. whereas i was like <laughs> so excited down. to have a double buffy episode and then i'm like oh this is a lot of work for me <laughs> yeah you had to do more typing whereas yeah. you know i can just sort of put in my little quips and yeah you know notes about lighting and such <laughs> right <laughs> so um yeah. yeah so this is our first double buffy episode and so sorry lost friends you know, you. I don't know if you're going to stay with us this week. If you don't, that's cool. We understand, you know. We Ideally, you're watching both of these shows with us. But if not, that's okay, too. You know, we're yeah, not here okay. to tell you what to do. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. It's cool. So welcome, Buffy friends. And yes. this is where I feel like this season gets really exciting. Like, this is where I start watching. Like, if I'm going back and rewatching the series, I usually start watching right around here. This is where you pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't, although it's it's been great going through every episode because I'm realizing how much there is to love in some of these episodes. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, in School Hard. The, like, Spike's entrance is just... Yeah, that, that was a fun episode. But you don't go back to Reptile Boy. 
No, I <laughs> skip that. Or Inca real Mummy hard. Girl. <laughs> um, I might I might dabble in Inca Mummy Girl because that's Oz's in introduction. Little so Empata. you know, I might yeah. I might no, I usually just skip over all that stuff. Oh, and I'm like, oh, let me Oz. just watch the Oz parts. You get it bookmarked. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, you know, a full two minutes maybe of the the episode. But right. <laughs> Yeah, so although I and I, I do love the Halloween episode, so Yeah, that's it that was a fun episode. Yeah, I think yeah. there's been some really good episodes this season so far. But this this Tupata, there's a lot of a lot of big bad, a lot of stuff to sink your teeth into if you're Buffy Ooh. fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, Pat. Oh, sink your teeth into? I didn't even mean to yeah. do that. Look at me. Look at that. Look, Look at, at that. You. you see how much of a <laughs> professional broadcaster I am these days? Professional punter. <laughs> <laughs> Sink your teeth into it. Yeah. Any Anything else? What's going on in your life? What do, you, what do you got going on, Pat? Freelance. Got some freelance editing. Still doing that. Uh, it was my birthday over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Pat. Yeah, thanks. I'm getting Should so Should I sing old. happy birthday to you? No, please don't. Happy nope, 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 nope. You know what's uh, <laughs> you know what's funny about that? That's what my brother does on my birthday. He always calls my cell phone and leaves a, a voicemail in a breathy "Happy Birthday" song. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It makes me laugh every year. But yeah, it was my birthday. I did not get so sad. I did not get my metal, uh, big metal door with the eye slot. Oh, I was sad Pat, about that. I am yeah. so sorry. I know. But I feel like Real that's bummer. probably a project that you're going to have to undertake yourself. Yeah. You I, know, like Amy is a wonderful woman, but she doesn't strike me as someone who can, you know, install a, a steel <laughs> a, door. A with 400 a, pound steel door with an yeah, eye slot. You know, that's just not in her wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. It's probably probably not there yet. But uh, make you some medicinal remedies and teas. Oh, she does do that. She does that on the regular. Doesn't even need to be my birthday. I know. But she did get me the uh, Irishman Blu-ray Criterion Edition, which I was very excited about. I saw that on your Insta. Oh yeah. I still need to watch that. You haven't seen the Irishman? I mean, you would probably no. And I have no. Actually, I probably would like it. You have to remember that I kind of like mafia movies. What about Goodfellas? You see that? Um, I have seen Goodfellas. It's not my favorite. Okay, like well, I really like I really like The Departed. The Departed's good. You know, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. You know, Godfather's really long, so yeah. I can't really get into watching that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Goodfellas. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen that though. Yeah, if you like Goodfellas, if you like Casino, Irishman is more of that, but like an old geriatric version of it, which is fun and 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 i think it has uh (laughs) (laughs) i think it has a lot of um a lot of good interesting things about aging and also just uh interesting yeah i i really love it on many multiple levels so a good birthday watch for you Yes. Because you're so geriatric. So geriatric. But I didn't watch- Geriatric Patrick. <laughs> hey, look at that. <laughs> Let's not make this a hashtag, please. Yep. <laughs> you're going to call me Meat Pie. I'm calling you Geriatric Patrick. All right. Fair enough. I did watch the special features. I did not rewatch The Irishman. But yeah, some uh, good stuff. My sister got me some new clothes. She's always keeping me hip. I got some nice joggers from Target that oh, fit nice. very well. Yeah. It makes working at home uh, stylish and comfortable. 
Yeah, (laughs) I did that at the beginning of the pandemic. I was like, let me buy myself some more sweatpants. Some new threads. Even though I was already working from home before then. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, great. Double down. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, So what's going on with you? I think there's uh, some stuff to talk about on your side, right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Pat. Do I have... to talk about <laughs> we going down drama so, alley <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know some of this you know most of I this do. already because you were sort of living it not really living it but i was telling you a little bit about it felt as like it was i was happening. living it yeah yeah and i so basically i am currently in a battle with the state of connecticut over the word apothecary Ooh, so battle So just after moving, you know, dealing with my landlord and breaking my lease and moving back home, which was a struggle all all in and of itself, um, I get an email from the Department of Consumer Protection that someone anonymously complained about my business um, and basically saying that because I use the word apothecary, um, that I am breaking a little lo- little known Connecticut law stating no business that is not a licensed and registered pharmacy can use the word apothecary mm. to market their business. Hmm. So you can you can learn more about this on uh, my Instagram um, at Floor Apothecary, where I you know I shared a whole video on IGTV video um, called the State of Floor Apothecary. Um, and then I also did an update to that. So you can watch kind of that for more details. But um, essentially, I was told that I needed to change the name of my business, which hmm. would be very costly because like, yeah. Pat, you know how many products I make. Oh, right? so many products. As you've done videos for them for me. Yeah, you've got a big business too. I mean, it's small business technically, of course, but you've been yeah. working on it for so long and so hard that... So much of what you've put into your business is Floor Apothecary, the name. So exactly yeah. right, and and I talk about the genesis of the name and what it means to me and what this business means to me and why I started it and everything in that first video. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would have to I would have to get a new logo designed, and and technically I do that work, but most likely I would hire someone to do it for me because it's very hard to do. Yeah, branding I could do for one yourself. for you. I could probably design mm, a real nice... You know, no. I'm thinking I, like a know. flower with like a tree and an herb, you know? Maybe Perfect. like somebody dropping something into like a like a tub, you know? Yeah, all of that is Like a great bucket a, with somebody a dropping a fern yeah. in it, like a hand. That's what you want. Yeah. And then we could gif it too, so like it's the hand opens and the fern mm-hmm. drops in. Yeah. I don't know. Just, you know, you... you uh, Get in contact if you want more ideas because I will. I Thanks. got lots. Okay. Great. <laughs> I'll await your phone call. <laughs> so yeah, I'd have to change the name of my business, my logo, my website, my all of my product labels. I'd have to shoot all new video. You'd have to shoot all new video. Oh, <laughs> We'd have to wait do a new photos. <laughs> yeah, maybe this would be good for you. No, that's okay. Um, that's a lot of work. <laughs> so I, you know, it would cost me thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, and you know me, Pat. I'm not one to roll over easily, so I push <laughs> <You>? back. <laughs> what? This is such a surprise. You push back? I can't yes. even imagine. So I, you know, I argued because it's spelled differently. It's part of a portmanteau. Um, basically, yeah. you know, I combined two words. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even use the word apothecary by itself anywhere in my business. Right. Um, and ultimately, I don't believe that consumers today connect the word apothecary with the modern day pharmacy. No, I'd have to look it up for sure. I have no right. idea what it if, means. If, if you even know what the word is. Yeah. Um, 
And a lot of like I actually did a, a poll on Instagram and just asked people to tell me like what they thought of when they heard the word apothecary. And I got so many people saying Shit's Creek, <laughs> which I know you're <laughs> oh, not right. there yet, but you'll no, I'm you'll there. Get there. Rose Apothecary. That's yeah, exactly. David like that owns. has brought this this word back into, you know, the zeitgeist, basically. So weird. Such a weird um, thing, huh? So thankfully, the Department of Consumer Protection is allowing me to use the name Floripothecary like well, that's that. that's good. Basically, I pushed back and they got back to me and they said that I can use it, but only because I don't have a brick and mortar shop. Which? Which I literally just moved just out just walked out of there. Wow. Yeah. So like- Talk about timing. I know. It's kind of crazy. But that also means that if I ever wanted to have a physical space again, I would have to rebrand or call it something else or not have a physical space at all. So that's not acceptable to me. Hmm. Um, So I am on a mission now, Pat, to get the word apothecary removed from this law. And Mm -hmm. if you listeners would like to support me or learn more about this, um, you know, go ahead and follow me on uh, Instagram at Floor Apothecary and send me a DM. And uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm reaching out to my local representatives. Wow. And, Jeez. And building so an army of support behind me. So it's, I'm doing politics, man. Like, Jeez. this is not anything I've ever done before. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, so amazing. That's what's going on there. A lot of drama, but it's uh, great that you're making some headway in this. And, uh, of course, the podcast supports you. So. Thank you for speaking (laughs) for the podcast. (laughs) Also myself. (laughs) I support you as well. You have been great. Amy has been great. She's been, like, keeping keeping up and asking me questions and telling me that. She's like, I'll write a letter. I'll sign a petition, whatever you need. You guys (laughs) are awesome. Yep. She's very helpful in that way. I am very grateful to have your friendship. Great. Okay. And, and? because I have that friendship, yeah. I get to force you to watch Buffy. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> we continue to watch Buffy. So, by force. shall we get into it? <laughs> Let's get into Buffy. All right. So, Tupata. As we mentioned last episode, there's 23 more Buffy episodes than Lost. So we're going to have a couple of two-part two Buffy episodes, Buffy-only episodes. A um, couple double, double so buffs. That, yeah, double buffs so that we can sort of, you know, catch up and not have a bunch of ep- Buffy episodes to watch at the end. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to be watching What's My Line, part one and part two. But first, we're just going to talk about part one. Yep. Um, so What's My Line Part 1 is Buffy Season 2, Episode 9, original air date November 17th, 1997. It was written by Howard Gordon and Marty Noxon and directed by David Solomon. And Part 2 aired a week later. Oh, so, so it wasn't in the same night. Right. So you're lucky, Pat, that you got to see it back to back. Oh, I feel so lucky. I did not get to see it back to back. Yeah, it w- I would have just been beside myself with that cliffhanger. <laughs> with worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I pulled a couple of your predictions okay. from the latest episodes and from last episode. So I'm just going to start from, you know, earliest to latest. Sure. Um, so in episode 16, you predicted Willow needs someone to pine over her. So she gets that 
with Oz. Oz mm-hmm. is going to fall in love with Willow, which will cause tension with Xander. Xander will be like, wait a minute, maybe I do like Willow. And there will be lots of love triangles, which, yeah. as you always say, is the WB's sweet spot. And that gets a little complicated in this episode. It does. Mm. So I'm excited to talk about that. And then in episode 17, you said maybe Oz will become part of the big bad storyline. Maybe his band will get involved with the big bad somehow. Like maybe at some point Oz gets kidnapped by Spike. Maybe he gets a spike through his hand and can't play his guitar and Willow has to heal him for some reason. Kind of close to that. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit. Um, You get so specific with your predictions. I know. (laughs) I know I said that last episode, but really. So good Um, at it. (laughs) <laughs> and then also in 17, you said, I'm hoping more happens with Angel, between Angel and Spike, and that there ends up being more for Angel to do. A lot happens um, to Angel. Yeah, oh you said that Angel will get in some kind of predicament where Buffy has to get emotionally involved and has to save Angel from his demise. Look at this. Wow. I am wow. amazing. <laughs> Have you watched this before? Wow, wow, wee, wow. Well, you caught me. I've totally seen all of the You're a huge closet Buffy fan, aren't you? I'm a huge fan. Let me show you my shrine over here to the left. Oh, my God. I did find, as I was digging through some photos to put up the Instagram photo of me in fifth grade, um, I found one of my Seth Green shrine. Oh, my God. Definitely going to have to post that at some point. Oh, yeah. I would like to see that. (laughs) It's great. Great insight into my brain (laughs) as a teenager. Yikes. Um... Uh, In episode 18, you said that Drusilla is going to get dusted or something will happen to her near the end of the season and Spike will come blasting with some revenge rage. Mm, Yeah, some of Um, that. Some of that happens. Also also in 18, you said we're going to get some Oz teasers throughout the season and it'll be at least a few more episodes, maybe the end of this season, until he and Willow actually meet. Yeah, these two episodes almost felt like a season finale. Yeah, they they could have been. Yeah. A little bit. Okay, then last episode, here are your predictions from last episode. Okay. You said that every character, even Oz, is going to become some sort of baddie or demon or a temporary vampire at some point. Yes, temporary. Temporary. That's the operative word here. Okay. Most of the main characters, even Cordelia, is going to have a dark version of herself at some point. And you said she's going to get... Full on super bad. Every one of these characters is going to become super bad at some point. Yep. You also said that Jenny will be in Jenna. more peril. Jenna will be in more peril, but first we got to earn back her respect. Yeah. She's got a warm backup to Giles, and you said that that's going to take maybe four to five episodes. Yep. Um, and then you said, and I feel like I got to give you one more for the road. <laughs> <laughs> you said we're gonna get Oz next episode because he's been out of the mix, and you said that since it's a two-pata, and I was really excited about it. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're definitely gonna get some Oz and some Spike. Nailed it. Nailed spiked it. it. Spiked it. Spiked it. Ooh, yeah, good for sure. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into this episode, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. It is career week at Sunnydale High, Pat, and the yeah. students are taking career aptitude tests to place them in the career fair, se- career fair sessions yeah. most applicable to them. I always uh, bristled at these tests. I never liked them. 
Yeah, I I honestly don't remember career fairs happening like in high school. I definitely remember them in college. Yeah. But I do remember taking career aptitude tests and yeah. I was into it. I'm like, you know me, I'm like, ooh, tell me my star sign and blah, blah. Like yeah. I love personality stuff. I just thought it was always just a bunch of baloney. Create a baloney. I'm like, really? Me answering these questions? You're going to tell me exactly what I want to do day in, day out? It's like, you don't know me. You can't nail me down. Well, remember when we had to take that thing at work that like put us in a quadrant or something? Yeah, I just took a new one, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Like for work? Yep. Oh, cool. They sent out a new one. Are you in a different quadrant? It's it's not the same test. It's like a different thing that tells you like what you're good at, like what your strengths are. Oh. And I was like, you don't know. It's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember after we had to do all of that, I was like, the only test that really matters is the sorting hat. <laughs> the sorting hat, yeah. <laughs> and I sent out like the, um, you know, the Harry Potter sorting hat test. Oh, yes. We all got and sorting we all, hatted. We all took that. <laughs> I forget. Where did you place? Ravenclaw? I'm Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah. Didn't everyone... Didn't everyone in your department get Ravenclaw? I think most people got Ravenclaw. I'm Hufflepuff and proud, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, they're all taking these tests. And you know what? Buffy's not into it either, and neither is Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Willow is excited because she's Willow, and she loves tests. <laughs> <laughs> So Xander says this process um, sucks all the spontaneity out of being young and stupid. And Willow's like, you're not going to be young forever. And he says, yes, but I'll always be stupid. And then he looks to the girls for reassurance, but they don't give him any. He says, okay, (laughs) let's not all rush to disagree. Um, There's there's a few moments where Xander makes a, a funny quip in these episodes and then he looks to them and he gets nothing out of them nothing that's like you right (laughs) oh it's the worst when that happens yeah (laughs) but see the great thing about our friendship is that if i'm ever around i'm like ah yeah you love all my dumb quips (laughs) which is why this podcast is a thing (laughs) exactly (laughs) because we need that for our fragile egos (laughs) Uh, yeah. So Cordelia walks by, insults Xander as per usual, and then walks away. Mm. And Buffy can't decide if she likes shrubs. Shrubs. Shrubberies. Shrubbery. Uh, she's I finding the whole a process. Shrubbery. <laughs> I require <laughs> shrubbery. <laughs> uh, such a great film. So funny. So Buffy's finding the whole process pointless anyway due to her sealed and fake career as a slayer. Yeah, but she's, she's a slayer for life. It. Yeah, slayer for life. Bad girl for life. <laughs> but she's got to take it anyway because yeah. Principal Snyder wants her to. Right. Then we fade to Drusilla placing tarot cards into a spread as an annoyed Spike is forcing a brainy vampire to translate a passage from the book they stole from Giles. Ooh, I call this guy Vamp Giles. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Dalton is his his actual name. Yes, his name is Dalton. Yeah. So it's not going well. uh, And then Spike snaps at Drusilla when uh, when she asks him to dance with her. And then, of course, he immediately regrets it. Ooh, Viles. You'd call him Viles. Like he's vile. 
vamp giles oh, <laughs> oh you're back to dalton okay <laughs> i was like what Spike? sorry i'm still on i'm still in dalton <laughs> <laughs> you could call him that but he's he actually seems pretty nice for a vampire <laughs> yeah he's just doing his job he's like blue collar yeah. vamp you know yeah he's exactly to get his work done <laughs> <laughs> trying not to piss off spike too much right um spike says the book is supposed to um hold drusilla's cure and dalton says it looks like a language but it's not spike threatens to beat him up but drusilla stops him consulting her cards and she tells spike dalton can't help them without a key that the book is in code she points to a tarot card with a mausoleum on it saying that that's where they'll find the key and pat i've been reading tarot cards for a long time yeah I don't know of any with mausoleums on them. There's no mausoleum <laughs> card? No. <laughs> well, perhaps you don't have that deck yet. You got to keep perhaps. buying decks till you get the <laughs> rare cards, so. you know? It's like Magic <laughs> the Gathering. Oh, I yeah. get a rare one. It's the mausoleum. <laughs> That's not how tarot cards work. <laughs> no, well, maybe they should. You know what I'm going to start? New business venture, collectible <laughs> tarot add-on cards. tarot cards. Yeah. And like <laughs> your deck could be like yay high and then you mm-hmm. know you, you'll never know what you're gonna get you know never just know. think of the storylines then think of the readings they'd be so oh. creative and interesting yeah yeah i don't have time for another project right now i'm fighting with the law so that's true <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. once that's over <laughs> and i'm just fed up with projects so <laughs> right <laughs> put that one on the back burner <laughs> yeah back burner it goes you know what though there was supposed so People do, like, basically with a tarot card deck or with a tarot deck, the cards are all the same, but the um, the artists, the drawings um, and the art on the cards can be completely different. But yeah. the cards are the same. But, you know, the art, there's usually, like, common threads throughout it because they have, like, the same meaning, generally speaking. Yeah. But, you know, artists will interpret them different ways. Right, um, like playing cards. You can get all sorts of different playing cards. There's yeah, still jacks exactly. and queens and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I, I've never seen one uh, with a mausoleum yet. So, okay. and there was actually supposed to be um, a Buffy tarot card deck, but the the project got got canned, which I'm really sad about. Yeah. Well. So that'd be fun. Anyway. Ho- hopefully, when they reboot the show, they'll come. Yeah, back maybe out they'll bring one. it back. Yeah. I don't know why. It, I don't know why it stopped, but anyway. So uh, she points to the mausoleum and then she asks Spike to dance with her again. And he says, I'll dance with you, pet, on the Slayer's grave. (laughs) And then we get the intro. Then we get, uh, you know, Buffy's patrolling in the graveyard and uh, she hears some clink, clink noises coming from a mausoleum and she goes to investigate. Sorry, you know, I'm not really good at making sound, but making uh, onomatopoeia, Pat. Yeah. So you, what, what what, do you think the noise sounded like? Well, you say clink, clink. Yeah. I say, tick, tick. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be yeah. honest, I don't even remember the sound effect. So I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't effectively replicate it. <laughs> okay. But I gave that you a little was, something to chew on. That was a little on. anticlimactic. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Buffy peeks in the door and we see Dalton chipping away to expose a chamber behind the wall. He reaches in for something as Buffy backs out and she's kind of like bemused. Dalton emerges, emerges, but then another vamp comes up behind Buffy and she battles and stakes him only to find Dalton gone. Yeah, he scampered off that Dalton. He scampered. Yeah. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And Angel is hanging out in Buffy's bedroom alone when Buffy spots him through the window that she's climbing black, that she's, oh boy, 
This is not going to be good tonight. It's going to be a rough one. Buffy spots Angel through the window that she's climbing back through to get into her bedroom. Yeah, this is something that both of these characters tend to do in this episode, but in other episodes. Like, I'm going to go hang out in their bedroom until they return. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's just what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just normal. Um, He, Angel grabs Buffy's pig stuffed animal and she drops her weapons bag, startling him. Uh, and she says, just dropping by for some quality time with Mr. Gordo. <laughs> she's Which sounds like code for something. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's referencing the pig. And then he's like, huh? <laughs> and she asks him what, uh, what's up and tells him that he doesn't have to whisper because her mom is in LA for the next few days yeah. buying art. And his eyes light up like, hello. no i don't think that happened no that doesn't happen and then so angel says then why'd you come in through the window and buffy's like hmm habit (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was funny she's like i'm Uh, so used to sneaking in and out yeah i mean that's what she's got to do because apparently did you ever sneak out yes yeah i did i knew the answer before i even (laughs) asked it only one time actually oh really only well there, there was one time I was like grounded and wasn't supposed to go out and there was one, but I snuck out and actually my sister helped me. Um, oh, complicit. Yeah. And then there was another time where I was hanging out with a boy, <gasps> but Scandal. I told my dad that I was at a friend's house. So scandalous. So I was out, but yeah. I was just not where I was supposed mm, to be. I think How about you? I bet you never snuck average. out. No, I didn't really sneak out. No, I was pretty honest with my mom. My mom was already always cool about, you know, if I was just honest about where I was going, she'd be like, okay. I was just always grounded for like <laughs> you were just, no reason. You were never allowed out of the house because of your yeah. your restrictions. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like go out at night that much. Also, when I was in high school, I was like playing video games at night. Okay. Like that's what, well, yeah. that's my level of nerdiness. So hey, I wasn't same. like going out at night. <laughs> yeah. There was no um, bronze in our town as I uh, talked no. about before. So I feel like this happened all like my senior year of high school when I was just like done, oh. you know? Oh, when I was in my senior year, I had my car. I was, I was a yeah, free bird. Exactly. Yeah. Like, where am I going to go if I sneak out at, like, 15 years old? Right. I don't have a car. I'm not going to You got to have go somebody's anywhere. house, like, you could, like, walk to. And, yeah. and I feel like a town like Sunnydale, you can make that happen because everything's yeah. within walking distance, it seems like. Yeah. But in the towns that I grew up in, in the boondocks of Western Massachusetts, <laughs> it's going to take you some time. It's going to take you yeah. some time. All right. So Angel says he had a bad feeling um, and that's why he's there. And Buffy snaps at him and then she apologizes, says she's been cranky thanks to career week, which Angel knew about because I lurk, he says. <laughs> I lurk. Um, I lurk, Buffy says, I brood. I lurk, I brood. Oh, I'm yeah. That's, brooding his, lurker. that's his, tagli- his yeah. tagline. Um, Buffy says it's a whole week of what's my line? Only I don't get to play, which is where the name of this episode comes from. Uh, She tells Angel, as she looks in the mirror and sees only herself in it, that sometimes she wants a normal life. Yeah. Don't we all, Buffy? Yeah. Even those of us who aren't vampire slayers want a normal life. What is normal? (laughs) What is normal? There's no such thing as normal. Nobody has a normal life, okay? No, no. (laughs) We all got our own stuff. So then Angel kind of takes that to mean him. 
And she says, you're the one freaky thing in my freaky world that still makes sense to me. I just get messed sometimes. I wish we could be regular kids. And Angel goes, I'll never be a kid. <laughs> yeah, and, seriously. And he, uh, he gets up and then Buffy says, okay, then a regular kid and her cradle robbing creature of the night boyfriend. And they both, <laughs> yeah. they both have a laugh about that. Uh, and then Angel notices a picture of her as a kid in ice skates. And she tells him that that was her Dorothy Hamill face that she wanted to be her. Hmm. Do you know who Dorothy Hamill is? I'm uh, I'm picturing a an Olympic type s- figure skater. Correct. Okay. Yes. So she won the gold medal in uh, at the Olympics in in '76, and then um, the gold medal in the 1976 World Figure Skating Championships. Wow. Yes. Um, and fun fact: she grew up in Greenwich, Connecticut, and there's a state uh, skating rink there named after her. Hmm. Fun fun um so buffy says my parents were fighting all the time and skating was an escape i felt safe angel tells her there's a skating rink nearby that's closed on tuesdays and tomorrow happens to be tuesday so i thought he was talking about an ice skating date mm-hmm. but then well we'll talk about it once we get to the scene where this happens yeah i mean that's what i interpreted as too so yeah but well I- when it comes okay, to her skating okay let's get there okay <laughs> <laughs> at sunnydale high the next day xander and cordelia are checking the bulletin board for the results of their career tests cordy says that she'll be a personal shopper or motivational speaker and xander says motivational speaker on what 10 ways to a more annoying you <laughs> <laughs> she finds each other's Xander's... throats these both episodes yes yeah um she finds Xander's results, laughs, and walks away. Uh, and then Willow and Buffy enter the scene talking about Buffy and Angel's skating date that night. And Willow tries to picture Angel ice skating. And then Xander approaches and asks, when you look at me, do you think prison guard? So they have a good chuckle at that. Right. And They're downplaying the, the, the uh, career choice of a prison guard. I think that's a... I think that's like a very sought after job these days because I think it pays well, doesn't it? Um, I think it pays okay. I mean, I <laughs> I have a family member who is a prison guard. Yeah. And um, I know he doesn't make as much as, as his wife does. Oh, okay. Um, it might depend on the prison too. Yeah. Well, and he works at a women's prison, so they probably don't pay as well. I don't know. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it probably, yeah, it probably depends on the, the state and, you know, I know whatnot. a lot of police officers who will actually retire and then try to get jobs at prisons afterwards. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's also certainly, I would imagine just thinking of what a police officer has to deal with, that it's probably a bit easier yeah. than being a police officer. You Perhaps. Know? Yeah. Don't probably not as dangerous. I have some thoughts on prison guards that I won't get into. Okay, <laughs> <have> some pretty, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I think there are plenty of people who choose this job, and it's a good job okay. for them, and they're good at it, and they are good prison guards. Okay. I also think there are plenty of people who are not so good, <laughs> but I think that is in every profession. That's every profession. And let's just move on from that. Um, They've got a good, they have a good chuckle at, you know, Xander being a prison guard. And Buffy says, well, at least you'll be on the right side of the bars. 
Mm. Uh, and Xander informs Buffy that she's been assigned to the booth for law enforcement professionals. So, you know, similar career trajectories, these yeah. two. Well, they are cleaning up baddies, you know? Yeah. Buffy says, as in police. And Xander says, as in polyester, donuts, and brutality. And Buffy whines. And Willow says, but donuts... Um, Buffy says, well, I'll just jump off that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny line. Yeah. Uh, then she spots Giles carrying way too many books and says, first, I have to deal with Giles. He's on this Tony Robbins hyper-efficiency kick. Expects <laughs> me to check in every day after homeroom. I love and she how Tony off. Robbins is still a thing these days. I know. Still, I feel like I was just... I was just like listening to a podcast and they were talking about Tony Robbins and yeah. and like I was like oh that's so weird I was just watching Buffy and they were talking about Tony yeah, Robbins. Yeah, he's still so. doing his motivational thing. I follow yeah. him on Instagram because it's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, it's it's transcends time. <laughs> yeah. Getting um, motivated. Always need to Always need to get motivated. Always need to get motivated. Yep. Uh, maybe we should have listened to some Tony Robbins at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Willow asks Xander what seminar she was assigned to, and he tells her that she wasn't on the list. Buffy gets to the library just in time to save Giles's uh, pile of books from falling over. And Giles tells her, I've been indexing the Watcher Diaries covering the last couple of centuries. You would be amazed at how numbingly pompous and long-winded some of these Watchers were. Buffy says, call her me stunned, because, hello, who's long-winded and pompous? Giles. I was going to say you. <laughs> oh. I would say, yes, I'm long-winded. I don't think I'm pompous, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what pompous fully means, but there's, um, there's still you know, time. Like, like fully yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and usually <laughs> using, like, big words. Yeah. Like, like full of yourself, thinking that you're really intelligent. Yeah. Like when you say decollete. All right. You know what? <laughs> Buffy tells him about the mausoleum robbery, but she's being very blasé about it. And there we go. I'm using the word blasé. Blasé. Look <laughs> oh, at this. boy. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's pronounced blaze. <laughs> <laughs> this annoys Giles, and he tells her that she should make more of an effort to be thorough in her observations. Buffy says, you know, if you don't like the way I'm doing my job, why don't you find somebody else? Oh, that's right. There can only be one. As long as I'm alive, there's no one else. Well, there you go. I don't have to be the slayer. I could be dead. And Giles is not amused and presses upon her the importance of finding out what was stolen. And we cut to a super fancy, big, ornate cross laying on a velvet pillow. Drusilla sort of like running her hands through the air above it, not actually like touching the cross. And she says that she can hear it hum. Dalton asks about the Slayer, saying she almost blew the whole thing because she almost caught him. Spike says, trouble, she's the gnat in my ear, the gristle in my teeth. She's the bloody thorn in my bloody side. And he kicks the table. So mad. So mad. He's blasting revenge rage. <laughs> yeah, he's blasting. <laughs> he said, we'll never complete your cure with that bitch breathing down our necks. Woo. Woo. Language, WB. Spike. Language. This is the WP. He says Last he week needs... is whore. This week it's bitch. Yikes. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, no. My years. <laughs> so then he says he needs to bring in the big guns to take care of her, the Order of Taraka. Yeah. Drusilla deals three tarot cards. One is a Cyclops devil guy. Mm -hmm. One is a fucking goddamn centipede. I don't know <laughs> why these are coming up. 
Because there's and spooky, the third one is a panther. Sauce. Yeah, panther or is it a cheetah? I think it is a cheetah. Okay. Drusilla says they're coming to my party. Three of them, and Dalton says the Order of Taraka. Isn't that overkill? Spike and says Spike no. Spike says no. I think it's just enough kill. <laughs> oh, I knew you would like that line. <laughs> that was good. Good <laughs> yeah, line. That's a good line. Back at Sunnydale High, students are crowding the halls for a career fair. Willow tells Xander she's looking for Buffy, but he says he's on. He said, "Blah." Willow tells Xander she's looking for Buffy, but he says that Buffy is on a field trip with Giles. Willow's worried that Snyder's going to be pissed at Buffy's absence, and of course, he takes this moment to pop out his little rat head and asks where Buffy is and insults them in the process. Snyder's tells, little rat head? Yeah. <laughs> looks like a little rat. Yeah. Man. Sniveling, this guy. S- Sniveling, Sniveling Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> he tells Xander that whatever comes out of his mouth is a meaningless waste of breath, an airborne toxic event. To which Xander replies, well, I'm glad you feel comfortable enough to be so honest with me, and I can only hope that one day I'm in the position to be that honest with you. <laughs> Does Snyder he call leaves. him a tiny person? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit before that, he's like, you know, I'm thinking principal school because I want to walk in your shoes, not your actual shoes because you're, you're a, a tiny, tiny person. person. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, not a tiny person. And then, yeah, yeah he's somehow foot in mouth, you know, mm-hmm. in the way that Buffy usually does. Now we're seeing Xander do it. Yeah. If I was a student at the school, I'd have a real problem with Snyder. Like Snyder and I would not get along. Oh, yeah. Me whatsoever. Neither. I bristled against any sort of authority. And especially yeah. the kind of authority who just didn't deserve authority. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like the the kind of person who just come up and snivel at you, like this yeah. guy, Such and thought he was sniveler. better than you. Oh, just grind my gears. Yeah, Snyder sucks. <laughs> yeah, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Snyder leaves, then so does Xander, and then two guys in dark suits approach Willow and ask her to come with them. Men and in black, they leave- they're back. Men in black, yeah. yes. <laughs> Except they're kind of boring men in black so far. Yeah. Yeah. They're not the same guys. Yeah, they're wannabes. Then they lead her behind a black curtain, and there's like classical music playing. This is my dream. <laughs> I would love, <laughs> this is a fantasy of mine, Okay. where somebody approaches me and says, you've been handpicked. We've been watching you, and you're just amazing at so-and-so <laughs> or so-and-so. And, you're and like, we've chosen you. Me? me? <gasps> no. I think that's why uh, like the James Bond stories and the Mission Impossible stories are so appealing to me. Yeah. Like it's very elite and you have to you have to have something special to get in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm, it's a fun fantasy for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's always fun to, to think about. So yeah. yeah. So Willow is brought behind this black curtain in this fancy room. We got classical music playing and a waiter in a white jacket and bloat and <laughs> white He's bloated. Jacket. He's totally bloated. He's been eating bread all night. He's no. like, oh, <laughs> Black bow tie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Holds an hors d'oeuvre tray up for her. And the, yeah. recruiter, the recruiter says, try the canapé. It's excellent. But Willow shakes her head and the waiter goes away. I'm sure you love the scene, but I've got a gripe with it. Okay. I feel like the first time that Oz actually gets to meet Willow. Hold on. To- we haven't even ah, gotten there. You're such gosh. a spoil queen. No. Yes. Spoil king. 
You're a spoiled queen because you okay. don't like, you don't want to be called that. So that's what I'm calling you. All right, go ahead. Don't be a, shit, what was the thing earlier in this episode? A geriatric Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even remember from 20 minutes ago. My hip okay. hurts. <laughs> uh, so the guy tells her she's been selected to meet with the head recruiter for the world's leading software company. His mm. flight was delayed, but he should be there soon. So he tells Willow to take a seat. And, sh- and she says, but I didn't even get my test back. And he says, the test was irrelevant. We've been tracking you for some time. We're extremely selective. In fact, only one other Sunnydale student met our criteria. She moves to sit down and it's Oz. It is Oz. And he was inspecting a canopy tray that he then offers to her. Now, what's your gripe with the scene, Pat? My gripe with the scene is that I felt like it would have been a bigger splash for Oz to finally meet Willow face to face. Like there mm-hmm. would have been a sort of love at first sight moment because it's the first time that they've actually like been too close expected. up face to face. Huh? It's too expected. Oh, come on with that malarkey. It should have been yeah. like slow-mo. There should have been some uh But some see, this cheesy... is more real life. Yeah. This is more real life, I think. That's why I love it. I mean, like, but you the know, show's whatever. so melodramatic on on other accounts and then <laughs> here well, we go with I mean, something I that's think... real. Come on. I think I think we get real. I think we get melodramatic. Don't mm. you hold on to your hat, Pat. I'm I'm holding on. I don't see you holding it. You're wearing a hat and you're not holding it. The headphones are holding it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I think it's because like I mean, all right. I I grew up as a girl. He should have had one. He should have had something <laughs> more in his face. Like there should have yeah. been more recognition of like, oh, like there should have been something. Yeah, there should have been that magic not, moment. That's not how he do. Yeah. That's not how he do. Well, that's how he do in the concert. That's how he do in the van when she crossed the road. Mm-hmm. And then when finally she's the only other student who walks into his secret little canopy uh, snacking area for career day. He don't he don't do. He offers her a canopy. And then the scene cuts. We don't know. Mm. Okay. We don't know what happens behind closed curtain all right well you didn't talk me out of my gripe still holding it that's fine (laughs) i'm okay with it because i think that we build up these like romantic meat cutes yeah and that doesn't happen in real life well they've been playing it up for so many episodes i want my payoff (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna get it okay pat you're gonna get it okay all right So Buffy is full speed ahead, marching to the mausoleum. Giles is panting, trying to keep up with her. Big walk and talk scene where they walk. Big walk and talk. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said lock. (laughs) Lock and talk. (laughs) I try to sneak lost into this episode somehow. (laughs) Let's talk about lock. (laughs) She's, uh, so she's mad at Giles for being harsh. And he explains that what she has is more than just a career. It's a sacred duty that shouldn't prevent her from eventually procuring gainful employment just like he has buffy goes uh giles it's one thing to be a watcher and a librarian they go together like chicken and another chicken chicken two chickens two chickens or something (laughs) you know what i'm saying the point is no one blinks an eye if you want to spend all your day all your days with books this is like something you would say yeah when you're trying to (laughs) trying to express yourself it's like a chicken it's like a chicken another chicken another chicken it's two chickens okay And then she says, what am I supposed to do? Carve steaks for a nursery? And he says, oh, point taken. 
Mm. Well, now there's a thought. Have you ever considered law enforcement? And Buffy is not happy about that suggestion. Yeah. She's already Uh, doing that dark law. No. Then they head into the mausoleum where Giles inspects the cubby behind the hole in the wall and tells her that it's a reliquary, uh, which is used to... Reliquary. Mm. Used to house items of religious significance. Most commonly, a finger or some other body part from a saint and buffy says note to self religion freaky (laughs) yeah i'll say (laughs) which is one of my favorite lines from this episode (laughs) giles spots the name dulac engraved on a stone and becomes worried he says josephus dulac was buried here he belonged to a religious sect that was excommunicated by the vatican at the turn of the century and he tells her the book that the vampire stole from the library was also written by Duloc. Buffy says, I'm guessing it wasn't a taste of the Vatican cookbook. Mm. Uh, they start to leave the mausoleum and Giles says the book was said to contain rituals and spells that reap unspeakable evil. However, it was written in, an, in archaic Latin so that nobody but the sect members could, tre- could understand it. Uh, he says that now that something's been stolen from Duloc's tomb, it's possible the text could be translated... So things are not looking good. It's Duloc to say goodbye. It's Duloc. (laughs) (laughs) Duloc me on that one, Pat. (laughs) Duloc me. (laughs) That's fun. Du. Duloc. Duloc. (laughs) Duloc Duloc me. <laughs> uh, beautiful. And you say you don't know music. <laughs> yeah, no, two songs. So we cut to a bus station. A bus rolls in. The camera is at a low angle. And Ooh, we I see got the... excited right away. I was like, new yeah. character, new fun we're character. Like, oh boy, this is just how Spike rolled in. <laughs> yeah, I love when the camera's low. We know we're going to get something interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the bottom step of the bus as a pair of steel-toed boots stops on the step. And I was like, cool guy, cool guy. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) the camera pans up the man's body. We see a leather jacket, long hair. Definitely cool guy. Yep, definitely Mm -hmm. cool guy in your book. (laughs) (laughs) And then his face and a scar runs across his left eye. Yeah, you got a milky eye too. Right, so he only really has one good eye. Mm -hmm. Sort of like a cyclops. Oh, cyclops. I might say. Yeah, see, I didn't even put that together. You didn't? No. I thought he was oh. just, I thought, yeah. I didn't put okay. it together. Then we cut to the summer's mailbox and a man in glasses and suit, not dissimilar to Giles's normal attire, yeah. walks by the house carrying a big briefcase. But it's not one of those fancy attache cases. No, I thought it was a typewriter at first. I was like, what's this? What's this? Yeah, it, it is kind of like a bigger, bulkier case. So it does yeah. sort of look like Very a typewriter boxy. case. Yeah. Uh, He knocks on the neighbor's door and a middle-aged woman answers. The man introduces himself as Norman Pfister from Blush Beautiful Skincare. Mm. And he wants to offer her a few free samples. Mrs. Kalish, the woman's name, uh, she lets him in. And then moments later, we hear her scream. Well, first she's like, wait a minute. You want free samples? Absolutely free? Sure, come on in. (laughs) Yeah. Free? Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Giving her a husky voice. Yeah. Like she spends her days smoking. Yeah. I thought she was smoking, wasn't she? Or did I make that up? Maybe she wasn't smoking. I don't think so. 
I honestly don't remember because now I feel like it's part of her character. You've put that into my head and I'm like, (laughs) maybe she was. I think sometimes I just embellish in my brain and the character becomes richer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Becomes Richard? A little richer. (laughs) (laughs) A little Richard. (laughs) Um, Then we see an airplane. The cargo hold is being open. A baggage handler steps in and notices that the cargo nets have been torn open. Uh, he takes off his headphones and says, what the hell? And he looks closer and says, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. Like mm. he's, you know, sensing that someone's in there. Stowaway. Um, then he gets kicked in the face, the gut, and the face again. Ouch. And then his attacker steps around him and we see a beautiful young Caribbean woman mm-hmm. with long black hair and hoop earrings make her way out of the cargo hold. Yeah. So there were three people that were just shown yeah and we saw three tarot cards right so that's something that is something that's something (laughs) that's something (laughs) really something to chew on there (laughs) sink your teeth into (laughs) sink your teeth into this one in the sunnydale high library willow asks buffy so is giles sure that the vampire who stole his book is connected to the one you slayed last night or is it slew and Giles says that both are correct. <laughs> and he's sure. He shows him, shows him a National Geographic article describing an invention of his, the Duloc Cross. And Giles says the cross was used to understand certain mystical texts to decipher hidden meanings and so forth. He tells the gang they'll need to stay late to try to figure out what was in the stolen book before the vampires do. And Willow is excited at the prospect of a research party. So fun. So exciting. Bring the house down. And Xander's like, Will, you need a life in the worst way. (laughs) Uh, But Buffy has her skating plans with Angel, which, of course, she does not reveal to the men in the room. But Willow knows what's up. Yeah. Uh, So she says that she has somewhere to be. And you have to admit, I kind of lack in the book area. I mean, you guys are the brains. I'd only be here for moral support anyway. Xander says, that's untrue, Buffy. You totally contribute. You go for snacks. But Willow helps her out and says she should go you know, gather her strength. And Mm -hmm. Giles says, perhaps you're right. There may be fierce battles ahead. Buffy, uh, Buffy starts to walk towards the door and Xander says, but ho-hos are a vital part of my cognitive process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was a part right before this too, when Xander's trying to make a quip and he's like, I'd call it the amazing Mr. Cross or something. And then Buffy, (laughs) Buffy and Willow's reaction is hilarious. Like they, they literally don't do anything with their face. It just cuts to their reaction. Giles, Giles, Willow and Buffy just do nothing. They don't react. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) I did actually write that part down, but I was trying to blaze through this. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it, but I still made you go back. I was trying to blase through this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. That was funny. <clears throat> ho-hos are also a vital part of my process, too. Well, maybe we should be eating ho-hos then. Oh, yeah. Ho-hos, ring-dings. Ring-dings, kind of my jam. Or those mm. hostess cupcakes, the one with a little swirl on the top. Yeah. Hello. They're not hostess anymore. Isn't that crazy? Really? What are they, Drake? I don't know, but didn't the hostess brand die? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to fact check this. Yeah, fact check it. So, da, 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 da. Ice Buffy skating. says she has somewhere to be. We cut to the skating rink, and Buffy is skating peacefully. Oh, majestically. So majestically. Just gliding across like she's on a cloud. Oh, just like heaven. Just magical. 
So magical. It's like she's on like Disney on Ice or something. All by her lonesome. All by her lonesome. And the music is so lame. <laughs> it's perfect skating music though. Like, did you ever watch ice skating stuff? What? That's that's like the music they'd play. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the music you got to skate to. Okay. ACDC. Okay. Yeah. That really okay. gets the blood pumping. You know. Yeah. You get those pirouettes going. Yeah. Those, those triple axles, they come in no time when you're listening is that to ACDC. Wh- is that what you did? Yeah. When yeah. you were skating? Yeah. 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 In your skating days? Yep. After hockey practice, that's what I'd do. Mm. You know? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not listening to ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> she's not. Um, But we see the Cyclops guy poke his head in the door hmm. and Buffy like kind of goes into like a crouch move and to like sort of slow herself into a stop. But she kind of wipes out a little bit, slides backwards into the wall of the rink. Yeah. And the Cyclops guy puts his arm down, grabs her around the neck and lifts her off the ice, choking her. Buffy struggles against him and then Angel runs in, vamp face already on, and he saves her. Full vamp face. Full vamp face. They battle. Cyclops guy punches Angel in the gut, makes him stagger back. And Buffy skates back into the scene using a net to brace herself as she swings her leg up and slices Cyclops' neck with the blade of her skate. I was like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Old milky good. eye. He had it coming. Ugh. God, why do you... Ugh. What? I know you that's what it's called, like, but I don't, don't like know why that eye? freaks me out. You don't no. like that? She's got a little milk like in it. your eye. I can't see. <laughs> it's funny the Ugh, things like that, that wig you out. Yeah. We cut to Drusilla flipping over the Cyclops devil tarot card saying, he's passing under our feet right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Spike isn't worried. They only need a little bit more time to decode the manuscript. Uh, Angel notices the ring on Cyclops guy and he tells Buffy to go home and wait for him. Buffy is more concerned about the cut over Angel's eye um, because she doesn't want him to get a milky eye. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what Uh, you mean. (sighs) Angel's embarrassed about her touching him while he's in vamp face saying that she shouldn't have to do that. But she gently... I'm ugly. (laughs) 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 She gently strokes his face and says... She didn't even notice, and yeah, they start like with this. the mega smoochies. I'm like, come on. You do notice. You're just being nice. Just being nice. Yeah. Just be honest. Just say, I do notice. It's kind of okay. gross. But you're still hot. You still got that body. <laughs> still got that body. <laughs> still got that body. Just, I just remember your chest when I see that face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. all okay. <laughs> oh, remind me to talk about his chest a little later. <laughs> Oh, with pleasure, Pat. <laughs> uh, okay, so then um, we see the girl from the airplane observing them from across the rink. Hmm. We cut to the library. 
Giles is inspecting the ring under a magnifying glass, and he tells Buffy the ring is worn only by members of the Order of Taraka, a society of deadly assassins dating back to King Solomon. Xander says, and didn't they beat the Elks this year in the Sunnydale Adult Bowling League Championships? <laughs> Giles says, their credo is to sow discord and kill the unwary. And Zandy, Xander says, bowling is a vicious game. But Giles, very annoyed, says, that's enough, Xander. Oh, yeah, he shouts him down for the jokes yeah sanders not getting any he's getting no play but i gotta tell i gotta tell i gotta tell you this is one of the worst things if you're a jokey jokester person like me and you are always trying to sometimes you're on a roll you just you know it's one of those days and you're just hammering them you know and you're getting some laughs from the back of the room or something you're like man i'm on today i got these things going and And then somebody shouts you down it's the worst. It'll ruin yeah. it'll ruin my week. <laughs> yeah. I can worst. see that for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what happened here to Xander. He just like puts his head down. <laughs> right. So he's sad. trying to bring he's, light to the situation, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's trying to bring a little levity. Yeah. You gotta um, you gotta balance these things out. It's too dark otherwise. Right. But yeah. you know, I also get, you know, Giles obviously wants them to take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh there is a line that, you know, okay. You got yeah. to toe that line, you know? Right. But he does apologize, uh, yeah. Giles, because they're all like, holy shit. They all look taken aback, you know, like, at oh Giles boy. snapping in that way. And so he apologizes, but he makes it clear that this is a very serious, uh, t- that this is a very serious, like, threat and that there's no time for jokes. Yeah, he except also s- every week there's a very serious threat. So, I mean, yeah. I'm on Team Xander here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But sometimes Buffy dies. So, you know, you <laughs> still got to take the But sometimes seriously. Buffy comes back alive, too. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he Giles suggests that Buffy hide until they figure out a better plan. And Buffy gets up and she's like, OK, now you and Angel have both said to head for the hills. Are you saying I can't handle this? That I'm not strong enough to fight these people? And Giles says, they're a breed apart, Buffy. Unlike vampires, they have no earthly desires but to collect their bounty. They find a target and they eliminate it. You can kill as many of them as you like. It won't make any difference. When there's one, there will be another and another. They won't stop coming until the job is done. That's a little scary. It's always scary. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then we cut to a view of Buffy's house through binoculars from Mrs. Kalish's house as Giles continues in voiceover. Each one of them works alone, his own way. Some are human, some are not. You won't know who they are until they strike. And we see Norman Fister, the salesman, looking through the binoculars and Mrs. Kalish lying dead on the floor. <sighs> A trail of mealworms leading Oh, is that what they were? Her? Mealworms? I was yeah. like, are these maggots? Maggots no. are smaller, right? Yeah. They're yeah. mealworms. Yeah, I called them worm guy. Yeah, that's an accurate description. I also called him maggot boy, just in case. Yeah, that's good too. Okay. I just called him bug guy. Maybe when he was a kid, you know, growing yeah, up. Yeah, he was really into mealworms. Well, he's maggot boy. And then yeah. as he grows older, he becomes mealworm guy. Mealworm guy. Mealworm yeah, he's man. He's really grown up. He's all grown yeah. up. Uh, so you know what? This is an episode, once I remembered this guy i was like why am i eating and watching this (laughs) oh yeah not an episode that you want to at least not with this guy you know you see this guy just pause and pause eating pause throw up throw up (laughs) finish the show 
Come back, finish your meal. <laughs> look at Angel's chest. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, everything's fine. Just look deep at that chest. Ugh. Yeah, so there's a trail of mealworms from Mrs. Kalish to Norman Fister. And then he takes the binoculars from his eyes. And we see his hand and part of his forearm are missing. And mealworms crawling all over it. And then they quickly form into a normal human hand. And he reaches down and takes a sip of tea. Hmm. I do not like this guy, Pat. No, I don't see who would like this guy. I think he's kind of the worst of all worlds. Yeah. As a human, he's kind of trash. And as worm man, you know. Yeah, I can't imagine people want to be his friend. Also, door-to-door salesmen, I get in fights with them. I know. You I are like not. Them. You I are do not, not okay. Like them. I don't blame you. I don't like that either. That's why I think I, never it, did I think that. it's outdated. It's an invasion of privacy. I don't see how it's legal. Anybody could pretend to be a door-to-door salesman and then just approach your door to sell you something, quote unquote. Yeah. And they want to come in your house and inspect things and stuff. It's like, no, you're clearly a threat. Yeah, I agree. If I wanted these services, I would seek them out. Right. Services don't come to me. I seek them out. Yeah. <laughs> very serious about the sales because they could be bug men they could be bug men this is case in point right here yeah this is this is like a warning don't let these people yeah into your house. you <laughs> maybe see this what is happens? subliminal messaging from joss whedon <laughs> yeah see what happens to mrs what's her what's her name who died mrs kalish mrs kalish got attacked by a worm man yeah this could happen to you yeah do not let these salespeople into your house just Con- say no. Contact your local representative. Let's get these banned too. Yeah. Okay. I I can only fight one fight <laughs> at a time. Yeah, yeah. You take on that one. Okay, fine. All right. So now back at Sunnydale High, uh, Buffy is wigged out and she's like walking through the hallway. She's on edge. She's jumping at every sound and suspecting everyone she passes of being part of the Order of Taraka. Oz is apparently walking a little too quickly behind her, so she grabs him by the throat, throws him against a wall, and I was like, oh, man, poor Oz. (laughs) He handles it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, she dares him to try it, and he goes, try what? She realizes (laughs) she has made a mistake, (laughs) and Uh, she lets go of him, and Buffy's like, oh, I'm sorry, and Oz is like, still not clear what I'm supposed to try, and... She goes, nothing. God, I'm sorry. And she steps away from him, kind of like looks both ways down the hall and then goes back the way, uh, the directions that she was originally going before she grabbed him. (laughs) And he says, that is a tense person. (laughs) Yeah. That night, Buffy is walking around town alone, uh, freaked out. You know, always a walkabout. Always a, always a good move. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She sees her house and decides to walk past it. And I wrote, smart move, Slayer. And then I was like, although actually maybe it is a smart move because Bug Guy is next door. <laughs> That's so true. Maybe, maybe her spite, her Slayer sense was tingling. Yeah, she knew something was up. Yeah. Uh, then in the library, Willow, Giles, and Xander are worried about Buffy. And Xander tells Willow and Giles that he tried calling her house, but there was no answer. Buffy knocks on Angel's door, but he doesn't answer. So she breaks in, wanders around looking at his art and his statues, and then decides to just snuggle up on his bed. Yeah, his very modern basement concrete lair. Yeah. And I, I was like, call it that modern. 
He's got I a lot of kinda, old art. I thought the the mo- the uh, lighting was kind of modern. It was like mm-hmm. sort of these cool sconces, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like romantic modern, you know? Yeah. I could see that. I see yeah. what you mean there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you like the lighting here? I like, like the lighting. Okay. Well, I don't know if I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It <laughs> 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 was a real roller coaster of my emotions, huh? Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, we cut to a bar where a guy is sweeping up peanut shells, yeah. um, and then he yells at Angel, who appears in the doorway, telling him that they're closed, but then Angel moves further into the room and kind of like, you know, we can see him a little bit better, and the guy apologizes. Angel tells him he needs information, but the guy says, I'm staying away from that whole scene. I'm living right, Angel. Yeah. Angel, so- you like this guy. <laughs> well, you fucking on. love this guy. I like this guy, but I like <laughs> you this whole. Fucking love this guy. <laughs> I like this whole scene because this yes. scene is very noir. It's very yep. like 1940s detective, mm-hmm. black and white noir scene where Angel's like the old timey detective who shows up. Yes. The way he sort of gracefully struts the room yeah, and doesn't really slowly, make eye contact. Slowly walking around the room. Yeah, just asking questions. Looking, looking around at things. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Of course, this guy's got an old, old-timey 1920s voice. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know anything, see? <laughs> he never says see, but you know, yeah. he should But yeah, he's like, I'm staying away from that whole scene. I'm living right, Angel. He's got that like <laughs> I'm living fast... right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Angel slowly walks around the room. Yeah. In the casual but menacing way. And he says, sure you are, Willie. And I'm taking up sunbathing. And his name's Willie. Of course. And his name's Willie. Yeah. And he says, come on, man. Don't be that way. I treat you vamps good. I don't hassle you. You don't hassle me. We all enjoy the patronage of this establishment. Everybody's happy, right? Willie's very pretty. familiar to me. I wonder if he's from a movie I've seen. I didn't look him up. All right. You keep going. I'm going to look him up. Okay. Angel asks him who sent the Order of Taraka, but Willie is not giving up anything. Willie offers Angel some good pig's blood, and Angel forces his head down onto the bar, saying he's a little rusty when it comes to killing humans. It could take a while. Willie says that Spike would draw and quarter him, but Angel keeps pushing. He says, you know he ordered those guys. Spike's sick of your girl getting in his way. Angel asks where he can find Spike, but Willie says that he's going to need relocating expenses if he tells him. Angel threatens him again, and Willie starts to say he and that freaky chick of his are, but he's interrupted by Angel getting kicked in the face and nearly staked by the girl from the plane. Yeah. She's got some moves, some nice roundhouse kicks, huh? She's got some moves. Yeah. Yeah. She likes kicking people in the face. That's what. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is (laughs) it. She does like doing that. So the two of them battle it out. She kicks Angel into a cage, and then she locks him in it. She asks him about that girl, the one I saw you with before. <laughs> that's the best oh, I can do for the accent. her accent. <laughs> well, that's like how it's written out. So like yeah. you got to say it like that, you know? That's true. Yeah. I mean, her accent, I don't know if it's uh, accurate. I'll get into it. Okay, cool. That's in the trivia. All right. Uh, Angel tells her to stay away from her, but she tells him that the sun is coming up in a few hours. Yeah. And she indicates a window that is facing the cage and she adds a padlock to the cage. And that is, and she says that that's more than enough time for her to track down his girlfriend. 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 
Giles is on the phone with Xander, telling him not to go to Buffy's, oh, sorry, telling him to go to Buffy's uh, to check on her. And uh, so, you know, he's like, get, get Cordelia to drive you. Willow is asleep at a computer in the library, and when Giles gently tries to wake her, she says, <laughs> don't warn the tadpoles. <laughs> Loved it. When Giles asks about that, she says, I have frog fear. I have frog fear. <laughs> but does that elaborate? Uh, yeah. This has got to be a real thing, frog fear. There's got to oh, be a whole I'm, name for it. Yeah, I'm sure. There, there is. I, it might have been in the trivia, but I don't think I actually grabbed it. Ribbit phobia? Yeah, ribophobia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tells her that he's found some information about the stolen manuscript, that he, he believes it's a ritual to restore a weak and sick vampire back to health, like Drusilla. Then we see Dalton slam the manuscript closed and hand a paper to Spike, who smiles and realizes the key to Drusilla's cure was right in front of them the whole time. Just staring at you. Just staring at you. Drusilla puts Spike's hand on a tarot card depicting an angel. Hmm. Hmm. Cordelia is mad at Xander for dragging her out of bed for a ride to Buffy's house. She says, what am I, mass transportation? And Xander says, that's what a lot of the guys say, but it's just locker room talk. I wouldn't pay it any mind. Oh, geez. Yells at Xander. <laughs> yeah. Real quick. Xander's wearing a big poofy tan jacket here. <laughs> he stole it from angel <laughs> yeah i was like angel must have gave it up because buffy hated it like, oh hey, my god hey, man, i feel like it? it looks better on xander or no. it just maybe maybe just goes with him better you know what no, i mean like angel's it goes with just hotter in general so anything will uh anything that takes away from that attractiveness you know yeah stands out more whereas right. you know xander i mean he's still a good looking guy Xander's a great looking guy uh, that's what i'm saying but angel but he also wears a lot of funkier clothes that's what that's i'm true. saying yeah, yeah is yeah. that it fits him better because he just wears a lot of funky angel's clothes. got a little bit more swag yeah you know what i'm saying he's got suave he's got suave swag suave swag xander knocks on buffy's door calls for her but gets no answer he says to cordy who's just standing around with her arms crossed you want to be a member of the Scooby gang, you got to be willing to be inconvenienced every now and then. And this is the first time that the Scooby gang is officially used on the show. I've just been saying it all along because I oh, know really? eventually they actually used it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It did stand out to me when he said Scooby gang, but I was like, I think they've said that before, but I think it's that's just, just that I've podcast. been saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, this is the first time they say it. So Xander kind of like prods around checking windows and then he finds one that opens and lets himself into the living room um leaving and then he leaves uh he like opens the door for cordelia and then he leaves her downstairs to go check upstairs and Bugman shows up to offer cordelia some free samples and of course, of course. she lets him in yeah she's got to get those free samples yeah it's like free sure yeah, yeah which is pretty much exactly what mrs what's her name also said Kalish. R.I.P. R.I.P. Gone too soon. Um, so then we see Angel struggling to get out of the cage, but the sunlight is starting to, you know, get stronger and weakening him. Yeah, it's creeping in. Mm-hmm. Buffy wakes up in Angel's bed to find Airplane Girl swinging a hatchet at her. Yikes. 
They start to fight and Buffy says, you must be number two. And also, thanks for the wake up, but I'll stick with my clock radio. (laughs) They kick each other around. Buffy lands on the floor, struggling to keep the hatchet away from her. And she says, come on, don't make me do the chick fight thing. And then she digs her nails into airplane girl's hand. Buffy gets up. They keep kicking at each other. Then pause, staring each other down, fists raised. Airplane girl asks Buffy who she is, but Buffy says, who am I? You attacked me. Who the hell are you? And she says, I am Kendra, the vampire slayer. And Buffy raises her eyebrows and boom, we get a to be continued. Yeah. Boy, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, what? Two slayers? Edge of your seat. How can that happen? And I was like, time to watch Lost. So let's get into Lost. (laughs) (laughs) No, so that's, just kidding. Yeah. What it, What were you thinking? What were you thinking right here? I was thinking, uh, okay, I don't know about that accent. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, two slayers? Well, she's obviously lying. Okay. Okay. Also, I was like, is Spike really calling Drusilla ducks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does call her ducks at some point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I like that as a, as a pet name. Yeah. Because it kind of works for Drew, you know? Yeah, ducks. Yeah, ducks. Yeah, ducks. Yeah, ducks, eh? <laughs> Old Willie just pops back in. Um, Speaking of Willie, the actor's name is, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, Saverio? S-A-V-E, like save? Like save Rio? Guerra? Guerra? Guerra, yeah, Guerra. Okay, he's known for Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Detour... Oh, yes, I did recognize him. He's Chet the Doorman from Bad Boys. I love Bad Boys. This is totally oh, what I recognize him from. I haven't seen Bad Boys. <laughs> you see Bad Boys. So I much know, fun. I do. So much I fun. Know. All right, cool. So we got uh, trivia for this? Yeah. Okay, so the title of these episodes uh, pays um, homage. Homage? Hom- Why can't I say that word? Well, you could, you could say- Pays homage. Yeah. yeah, you could say homage. You could say homage. Please homage to, to you. a TV game show. You got me all messed up, like <laughs> making fun of the way I say things. Okay, you got it in love, my head. I love how I'm the czar of pronunciation on this podcast. Rum. Room. I entered a rum. I entered a room. <laughs> anyway, it's it's uh, based off of a TV game show called. What's My Line, that ran from 1950 to 1975, where a panel of celebrity contestants tried to uncover a guest's occupation by asking generalized questions. And the show actively sought guests with unusual lines of work. I thought that was kind of cool. Hmm, interesting. Interesting premise for a game show. There's a game show for everything at one point. Yeah. Buffy's stuffed pig, Mr. Gordo, there's apparently a 1994 low-budget children's movie Gordy about a cute talking pig he was trying to save his family from becoming pork (laughs) yeah you never saw Gordy no did you yeah it's a classic you haven't seen it yeah I have I've seen Gordy for sure Gordy and and uh, babe pig in the city well there's two babes there's babe well I've seen babe Babe, but I've never seen Gordy yeah fun fact Gordy's like the cheap ripoff of babe Babe and Babe Pig in the City were directed by the same person who directed Bad Max Fury Road. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Bad Max. Yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) So the tarot cards that Drusilla consults are not real ones. Um, Writer Marty Noxon had no idea what images were used on real tarot cards, so she just made up whatever images were necessary for the plot. There, several of them are like modified versions of the Rider Waite cards, which are the most popular tarot cards. Um, they were originally printed in 1909, um, but they wouldn't become public domain until 2012. So they they had to like make enough changes on the cards so that um, they would avoid a copyright infringement. Ha. Huh. Principal Snyder says to Xander, whatever comes out of your mouth is a meaningless waste of breath, an airborne toxic event which is a reference to Don Delilo's 1985 novel, White Noise, the second part of which is entitled The Airborne Toxic Event. Mrs. Kalish, Buffy's neighbor, who opened the door to Bugman, is played by Patricia Bethune. I'm not sure I'm saying her name correctly, although she went by P.B. Hutton at at this point. And she's also in True Blood, another vampire show. Da-ha! Sarah Michelle Gellar is actually ice skating in this episode. She did all of her own ice skating. I could tell because in her action scenes before, I'm like, oh, that's a stunt double. That's a stunt double. But in this one, I was looking kind of hard. I was like, is she actually skating? And they showed her face a few times. I'm like, okay, she's actually skating. Yeah, Dave did the same thing. He was like, either that is a really good like body double or she's actually skating in this. And I was like, no, she's actually skating. Yeah, she um, did pretty good. Yeah. Not as good as me when I rock out to ACDC, but pretty but, good. But, you know, good enough. Good enough for a somewhere. slayer. Yeah. Uh, the police officer's uniform at the career fair. So there's a police officer standing in the background when Xander and Willow are talking to Principal Snyder. Mm-hmm. They are wearing the crest of the movie Police Academy. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like an old prop. Yeah. Now that Willow and Buffy have both met Oz, I can share some even more fun Seth Green trivia with you, Pat. Oh boy. Because I know you're not sick of it take? yet. <laughs> no, it's quick. <laughs> okay. uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and Seth Green have been friends since 1985 when they appeared in a Duncan Hines commercial together. What? Yep. That's fun. Sarah Michelle Geller was like seven or eight and Seth Green would have been 10 or 11 at this point. Wow. That's fun. Seth and Allison Hannigan met for the first time two years later during the filming of My Stepmother is an Alien with Dan Aykroyd and Kim Basinger. Have you ever seen that? Nope. It's a it's kind of a quirky fun movie. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. You know, (laughs) Um, Allison Hannigan played Dan Aykroyd's daughter, and Seth Green was her date to a school dance. Oh, that's kind of cute. Kind of cute. Look at that. Kind of cute. Um, and Bianca Lawson, who plays Kendra, Kendra, originally auditioned for the role of Cordelia. Cool. That's the trivia. All right. Good okay. trivia. You ready to move on to What's oh, My yeah. Line Part 2? Let's move on. What's My Line Part 2? Original air date. November 24th, 1997. So this aired a week after What's My Line Part 1. And it was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Semmel. This episode picks up right where we left off. Just what I like in a show. You know, none of this going (laughs) on to a different mystery. 
bullshit like lost like to do (laughs) (laughs) um buffy's not buying this girl's a slayer obviously no i'm not either at this point she's like nice cover story but here's a tip you might want to try it on someone who's not the real slayer Kendra says, you can't stop me. Even if you kill me, another Slayer will be sent to take me place. <laughs> I cannot do her accent. but No, I think you're doing it pretty good. Okay. Yeah, great. I give you like a B plus. Thanks. Um, yeah. There is trivia about her accent at the end of this one. Okay, cool. Uh, so just, just hold on, you know, bear, bore with me. I'm here to kill vampires. <laughs> um. Buffy says, could you stop with the Slayer thing? I'm the damn Slayer. Kendra says, nonsense. There is but one and I am she. <laughs> Buffy proposes a ceasefire until they can check in with her watcher. Hmm. Uh, Kendra a accepts. A staker. Oh. Well, hmm. they're not really staking each other. Oh, well, that's true. Cease hatchet. <laughs> um. <laughs> Cease kicker. Cease puncho. No puncho, no fido. I think Cease that's what fido. she says. No kicko, Cease no fi- fido. Cease fido. Anyway, Kendra accepts (laughs) and tells Buffy she was sent to Sunnydale by her watcher to kill vampires. And then we cut to Angel cowering in the corner of the cage, the direct sunlight mere inches from him. She did say promise to not get all wiggy. (laughs) Yes, she did. (laughs) So we get the intro and then back from the intro in the library, Giles is pacing in front of Buffy and Kendra. Um, who says, you know, we find out her watcher's name is Sam Zabuto, apparently a very well-respected guy. Kendra tells Giles her name and says she has no last name. Buffy says, can you stay stuck in the 80s? And she's very haughty about it. Yeah. Willow walks in and Kendra demands that she identify herself. I love this. <laughs> she like marched across the room to get in his face. Yeah. Says, identify yourself, stranger. <laughs> get, get into Willow's face. Yeah, in Willow's face. And I was yeah. like. You said what his is face. She? Oh, whoops. I said, <laughs> I said to myself, I was like, what is she, a Terminator? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Buffy says, back off, Pink Ranger. This is my friend. Giles explains that there are a few civilians who know Buffy's identity and help out. Kendra is surprised about this. She says, you allow this, sir? The Slayer must work in secret for security. And Giles says, of course, uh, but with Buffy, however, uh, some flexibility is required. And Willow finally breaks in and asks what's going on, and they fill her in, saying that there are two Slayers. And Willow goes, is that even possible? Two Slayers at the same time? Giles says, not to my knowledge, uh, the new Slayer is only called after the previous Slayer has died. And then he goes, oh, good Lord, you were dead, Buffy. Great Scott. Great Scott. (laughs) She said, I was only gone for a minute. And Giles says, clearly, it doesn't matter how long you were gone. You are physically dead, thus causing the activation of the next Slayer. And Kendra said, she died. And Buffy said, just a little. She's very defensive about this. What do you think that looks like when you get activated as a slayer? Like you're oh. sitting there in school, okay? Yeah. And, well, and you're taking notes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you feel a tingle on the back of your neck. Yeah. And some guy comes knocking on the door and he's like, is uh, Kendra in here? He's like, we got to talk. I'm your watcher and now you are a slayer and now you kill vampires? Maybe. Okay. I'm not going to get to the bottom of this, am I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we learn a little bit more from like contextual clues and just sort of like how Kendra talks about 
Oh, okay. And things, I totally paid attention, so. Yeah, well, yeah. so we'll get there. Okay, um, yeah, I know. But, yeah, we don't know that from Buffy, right? Because right, she was right. already a slayer when she met Giles. That's true. Giles says, this is completely unprecedented. I'm quite flummoxed. And Buffy says, what's the flum? It's a mistake. She isn't supposed to be here. She goes home. Look, no offense, she says to Kendra. I really don't mean this personally, but I'm not dead. And frankly, having you around creeps me out just a little bit. And Kendra says, I cannot just leave. I was sent here for a reason. Mr. Zabuto said all designs indicate that a very dark power is about to rise in Sunnydale. Buffy asks if Kendra's plan is to just attack people at random until she finds this dark power, which is pretty much what Buffy just did to Oz, if we're being honest here. (laughs) Yeah, pretty Uh, much. And Kendra said that she had a good reason to think Buffy was a vampire because she saw her kissing one. And Willow stands up outraged and she goes, Buffy would never do that. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, oh, except for that sometimes you do that, but only with Angel, right? (laughs) Buffy says, right. Um, Buffy for tells, now, there'll be more by the end right. of this series, for sure. Yes, maybe. We'll see. We'll oh, have to make some predictions about that. Hundred. Okay. <laughs> I'll make a note here. Buffy tells Kendra that Angel is good, but Kendra says that she's read about Angelus, that he's a monster. Giles reassures her that he's good now. Kendra says, he looked to me just like another animal when I... When she put him in the cage to die. Oh, whoops. Yeah, she let that slip. This is when I was like, okay, not a good, not, not, not selling this acting thing for me. I don't know if there's a language barrier here Mm -hmm. or what the uh, deal is with the accent that maybe I'll find out. But I was like, the way she delivered that line was very robotic. And then I was like, maybe I'm on to something with a Terminator thing. Maybe. (laughs) You can make a prediction about that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) um we cut to the cage angel is very weak he's sweating the sunlight nearly reaching him um and willie walks in unlocks the cage and drags angel out into a back room where he lifts up a floorboard and tosses him into the underground sewer system dropping down after him so i had a friend who was watching this episode recently and he was like okay i don't understand why angel couldn't have broken out of that cage and i had to explain to him that sunlight makes vampires weak and that there makes was sense. double you didn't have that problem i kind of was expecting you to but you didn't <laughs> you were just kind of like okay <laughs> yeah no i accepted um, it i was like yeah he's in a cage whatever that cage looks uh secure yeah, you know, there was a lock wire, and a padlock. Yeah. Yeah, it was chicken wire, different story, but this right. seemed like, uh, you know, heavy duty or cage, you know? Exactly. Industrial. Industrial cage. Strength. So anyway, Angel's in the sewer system. Well, uh, Willie drops in after him. Spike emerges from the shadows with two of his cronies who start to drag Angel away, but Willie protests, saying they had a deal. Spike hands him some cash. Yeah, see, we got a deal, see? <laughs> Grease my palm here, see? <laughs> Put it right here, right here, right here, pal. You fucking love Willie. He's your Willie, new favorite. Willie's kind of the best. I know. I know. I knew you would. Yeah, Willie or Woney? That's what I want to know. <laughs> so yeah, Spike hands him some cash, then he slaps him and says, talk and I'll have your guts for garters. Willie says, wild horses couldn't drag it, which is the second reference to drawing and quartering that he's made. <laughs> oh, right. 
Um, Spike drops the last bill into the sewer water. And then Willie says, what are you going to do with them anyway? And Spike says, I'm thinking maybe dinner and a movie. I don't want to rush into anything. I've been hurt, you know. I fucking, I just love Spike. <laughs> I don't know why this line, I was just like, I love him. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of flourish. He's got a lot of flourish. He's he's just, he's fun. He's just a fun, he's the, you know, he's the bad guy you root for because he's fun. Yeah. I don't know if I root for him, but I do enjoy his presence. Yeah. Yeah. We cut to Cordelia looking through Bug Guy's makeup briefcase, asking him for specific colors. Do you have anything in raisin? (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, anything in the berry family. Yeah. And he's just like stone-faced, does not give a shit about her. (laughs) Worst salesman ever. Yeah. He asks if there are more ladies in the house. She tells him they're not home, and then she suggests that he change his career to selling dictionaries, just as she sees a mealworm crawl out of his sleeve and onto his hand <laughs> and then it goes into his ear doesn't it <laughs> well that happens in a second yeah oh, okay. so she like slowly starts to back away as xander rejoins her and then by way of introduction cordelia says that norman's a salesman who is just leaving and then we see the other mealworm crawl across his face and go into his ear hole yeah, and the, the CGI on that was questionable. It was pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was real bad. Cordy and Xander both begin to back away, and then Norman breaks into a mass of mealworms, just like busts into mealworms. Yeah, worm worm explosion. <laughs> oh, God, it's a worm explosion. It's so disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting, I can't even take it. Oh, okay, uh, they run for the door in the kitchen, but Norman's there all of a sudden, And then they run into the basement and mealworms start to crawl under the crack in the door. Xander sweeps them back with a broom, telling Cordy to find something to cover the crack under the door. She hands Xander a roll of duct tape and says, here, I don't do worms, (laughs) which is 100% what I would say. Yeah. And uh, back at the bar, Buffy busts through the back room with Kendra looking for Angel, but he's gone. Kendra observes that there are no ashes, so she must not have killed him. And then Buffy says, and I don't need to kill you. Willie shows up and then Kendra punches him saying, this one is dirty. I can feel it. (laughs) Willie says he saved Angel and he's gone underground to recuperate. Kendra tells Buffy they should report back to Giles for orders. But Buffy says, I don't take orders. I do things my way. Kendra says, no wonder you died. Ouch. Oh, yep. Willie uses this opportunity to ask the Slayers, <laughs> what is he Willie's asking, a creep. Pat? He's a creep. He talks about, uh, he's like, ah, I got a guy for nude modeling, see? <laughs> it's very tasteful, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And they just leave. They don't respond to him. They, yeah, just, they just walk, walk away. away. Which is the appropriate response. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, they could have kicked him. Could have. Probably should have. This is more fun. They're yeah, just like, you know, know what? We're just going to walk away from this guy. Yeah. Then we cut to, I I thought this was kind of a cool shot. We're kind of like seeing, we're looking through the lace that's on top of Drusilla's bed, Uh like down onto Drew sleeping. I don't know. That was kind of a cool scene. Spike walks in and she tells him she was dreaming that they were in Paris, that Spike had a branding iron and there were worms in her baguette. Gross. I don't know why there's so many goddamn worms. Boy with the worms. Yeah. And last episode, the fucking centipede and lost. Yeah. I've had enough worms. 
I've had more than I can handle. <laughs> um, Spike throws Angel on the floor and tells her all they need is the full moon tonight. He will die and she will be fully restored. He takes her hand and kisses his way up her arm, saying, My black goddess, my ripe, wicked plum. And they make with the smoochies. Oh, they make and with I really the smoochies. Like, I really like this scene because, like, Spike just worships drusilla he does. i don't know i just love that yeah he's like a real badass but he's like so gentle and loving and worships her interesting choice of words the way he serenades her with his dark poetry i don't know my black goddess like that's what you want to hear my black goddess my ripe wicked plum <laughs> <laughs> try you try it out on amy and see how she takes yeah, it yeah you know what not a bad idea i'm gonna try that report tonight. back next week She's going to be like, what? What, what is this? trying to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, but did you hear what I said? <laughs> <laughs> but I called you my black goddess. <laughs> She's like, okay, we'll talk about this in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drusilla asks if she can have him, meaning Angel. And Spike tells her she can play, but not to kill him until the ritual. And she says, you've been a very bad daddy. <laughs> and, and, uh, and for a second I, for a second i was like wait a minute is angel her daddy well he's her sire right so in so a way kind yes of. Yeah. yeah and then of course this just reminded me of last episode when we talked about angel saving the blood at the hospital and he saves some to sample it and you were like daddy thirsty <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's I like i have been a that. bad daddy he's like you know about when i stole all that blood with a silly straw <laughs> daddy thirsty <laughs> <laughs> i hate you for that so much that's <laughs> yeah, angel that's when he gets uh, real excited ugh. yeah and then at school, Giles tells Kendra in front of Buffy and Willow that he's conferred with her watcher and they agreed that Kendra should stay in Sunnydale until they resolve the Spike Drusilla situation. Is this when they're walking around the hallway? Uh, yeah. All right. They're like talk outside and then they start walking inside. Yeah. We got to talk about the shot. It's a very impressive, long oneer. It's shot in That's a big master. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it like doesn't cut for like 2 minutes straight. They walk through the entire courtyard of the school. They go into the hallway, walk through all the hallways, end up outside again, and then finally they cut to the reverse yeah, shot. Yeah, I when didn't they stop. even notice that cuz I feel like there's so much walking and talking in this show. Yeah. Um, I was like it's really impressive and they nailed all their lines and timing. It's great. Yeah. 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 Go go Buffy. Well, go directors. Yeah, go... And also the actors. The actors do the good go job. Go David Semmel. Go cameramen. Go yep. cinematographers. Go, go background extras who are blocking it out perfectly. Yeah. Go steady cam operator. A lot, yeah. of, lot of TV magic. Go focus pullers. <laughs> Should we keep going? Uh, <laughs> go craft services who you make could the make up uh, sandwiches. And I would not know what you were saying. So. Go flippity boo box people who set okay, up the boo boxes in the up. background. Okay, that was made up. You passed that test. Good boo job. Boo box? <laughs> oh, they yeah, have a boo know. box in the background? Damn it, you know about the boo box. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get this scene right for two full minutes, you, you go, go straight in the, the boo box. box with that other PA who kept running his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> with the guy who came up with pork and beans. <laughs> pork and beans guy ended up in the boo box. Didn't you hear? <laughs> Uh, 
So um, he tells Kendra, Giles tells Kendra that Drusilla, in addition to being evil, is quite mad. And if she's restored to full health, there's no telling what she might do. When Kendra says they should stop Spike, Giles tells her that Spike has called the Order of Taraka to keep Buffy out of the way. So it's a little more complicated than just going after Spike. And then they start to geek out because Kendra has read about the Order of Taraka in her studies, which yeah. are apparently required according to the Slayer Handbook. Hmm. Willow asks if there's a t-shirt too, and Buffy asks why she never got a handbook, and Giles says, after meeting you, Buffy, I realize that the handbook would be of no use in your case. Oh, and Buffy is pretty burn. pissed about this. Yeah. <laughs> Giles and Kendra giggle she's about She's saying she's research. like a ditz? Is that what she's saying? Like you're too. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, she was like, well, what, what, what about me? Your brain's me? not made out for this, girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Giles and Kendra giggle about research stuff, and then Giles tells Buffy that Snyder was looking for her, that she should make an appearance at career fair. Kendra and Giles head to the library, and then to Willow. Buffy says, "Get a load of she Giles," and yeah. she's a little bit jealous. I like how everything becomes a something Giles. There's a yeah. vamp Giles, Zoo Giles, she Giles. Mm-hmm. Vamp Giles. <laughs> yeah. But then she wonders if it would really be so bad to be replaced that maybe she could have a normal life. Well, I was thinking it would be good to keep her around just to take some of the, to carry some of the load, you know? So at least yeah. you become a part-time slayer, you know? You take right. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll take the others. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like a great thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could split their time. They could double up when a real big baddie rolls into town. Yeah. I don't see what the harm is here. I agree. It's got to be multiple Hellmouths, you know? I don't know. Well, we don't know that. No. They keep they keep saying the Hellmouth, so. Right. It's got to be just one. But so it seems like we Kendra's also thought there was only wherever. one Slayer, so. Yeah. What's she slaying back home? Well, that's why she was sent here. Right. Cordy and Xander are still hiding out in Buffy's basement. Cordy is pacing around, making Xander nervous, and they start to bicker. Cordy decides to check and see if Bug Guy is gone, but Xander stops her, and then they keep arguing. Cordelia calls Xander a loser. Xander calls Cordy a numb brain. They tell each other, I hate you. And then before you know it, that They're passionate closer yelling. And closer. That passionate yelling turns into some passionate kissing. Oh, they get to smoochies. What do you think about this, Pat? Well, it came out of left field. It was kind of a surprise. I did expect it near the end just because of the camera work and just the blocking, how they were getting closer and closer. I'm like, oh, they're going to make out. This Mm -hmm. is what's going to happen. I am actually really surprised that you did not predict this with how much yelling they were doing in the previous episode. They've always been sort of at their throats and he's never... He's never given her anything. Like even the time in that one episode where she said something nice to him and he yeah. cut her off and he's like, oh, yeah. excuse me, Willow and I are talking. Right. And it seemed like it came from a place of like, I really don't care about you. You are a piece of garbage in my eyes. Yeah. So I did not feel any sort of hidden passion, even subconscious passion. Yeah. So this coming out of left field, it could have just been because they were... In a basement together and, you know, adrenaline's going, who knows, but other things happen in in this episode, so. Yeah, I mean, I obviously knew this was coming up, Um, and so when I watched the last episode, The Dark Age, and they were screaming in the library at each other and getting closer and closer together when it was just the two of them and Willow, and Willow was like, hey, 
Right. Shut up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to fight. I thought they were going to throw down. See, I was looking at that and I'm like, oh, this could have been, this could have been like this moment here. They could have made and, out. And so I was kind of surprised that I was like, I was sort of assuming that last episode you were going to make a prediction that they were going to get together. No. But you didn't. Nope. So, Had no idea. There Never you go. Saw this All coming. your crazy predictions and you didn't see this coming. Hmm. I don't know if it has longevity, though. Well, I guess you can make a prediction about that. Okay. <laughs> so they break away, surprised, and then they're like, we got to get out of here. Uh, Xander rips the tape off the door, and there aren't any, I mean, there are like worms stuck on the tape, but there's not like a massive worm still there. So he slowly opens the door. They both look out. They don't see anything. So Xander starts running for the front door. Cordelia not far behind him. But as she comes around, a mass of mealworms just begins to fall on her from the ceiling. Like we look up and there's just a mass of mealworms on the ceiling and they're raining down on her. (sighs) She screams, runs outside where Xander tries to blast the worms off of her with a hose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like this is so ridiculous the whole time i'm like screaming at her i'm like take off your goddamn cardigan because she's wearing like a white cardigan over a over a dress yeah and they're like mostly on the cardigan so i'm just like fucking take off the cardigan and run you know yeah but it really ties the outfit together you know you can't lose that or else I guess so. the outfit's not complete right It'd be a real style tragedy you're right that's probably yeah. what she's thinking too much blue so uh, then he just keeps the hose going for far longer than necessary. Uh, and oh, then they... right, because he wants to get her shirt wet? Exactly. Mm, okay. That's what's happened a little bit. A little bit because of that his... passive perviness. <laughs> I think his eyes kind of glazed over for a yeah. second, too. <laughs> He's, He's like, just like, oh, I can't stop. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and then um, they get into her car and speed off. Back at school, Buffy tells Willow her career test said that she should look into law enforcement or landscaping because she checked the box for scrubs. Shrubs. (laughs) She checked the box for shrubs. Shrubs. (laughs) Um, Not scrubs. I don't want no shrubs. (laughs) Shrubs are a plant. Can't get no love from me. From me. I gotta get with trees. (laughs) But she missed the landscaping seminar, so law enforcement it is. Then she catches Oz checking out Willow from across the room. She yeah, tells from Willow, afar. and Willow brushes it off, saying he's just expressing commu- computer nerd solidarity. But he walks over, and Buffy makes a speedy exit. Yeah. And here we have an even dreamier dreamboat seth green because he's got <laughs> all right take it easy dark hair he's got no weird goatee yeah is this peak <sighs> seth green hotness for you oh well just slap a guitar in his his arms and there you go even if he's not playing it he doesn't have to be playing <laughs> it doesn't have to be authentic playing now playing no just fumble your way through a tune yeah just okay. hold it <laughs> just hold it just hold it like <laughs> uh willow notices his hair is is brown and he just like he kind of does like a thing that is usually sort of like a little feminine thing where he kind of tucks it he just sort of like sweeps his hair Puts it back his ear. Yeah. yeah and it's really cute um <laughs> you have got it bad for this guy <laughs> i do he's just adorable and he says oh yeah sometimes um 
Oh, they're just so cute. Oh, he asks Willow if she's going to be a corporate computer suit guy, and she says she thinks she's going to finish high school first. Yeah. Oz tells her. move. Yeah. Oz tells her he's not really a computer person. He's not really a work of any kind person. But he was chosen because he tests well, which is great, except it leads to jobs. And so Willow is like, you don't have some kind of ambition? And he says, E-flat diminished ninth. Which causes her to say, huh? In, I think, the most fucking adorable way. And he explains that it's a man's chord. You could lose a finger. So he's referencing a guitar chord here. Right. Um, meanwhile, Buffy signs up for the law enforcement demonstration. And a red-haired police officer picks up the board, calls Buffy's name, and then pulls out a gun. Pulls out one gun. One gun. Then... Then Buffy is quick. She like catches her hand, raises her arms up, shoots. She shoots the ceiling. Lot happening right here. So I was lot, like, lot happening. She trying disarms to write it down. her. She disarms her. <laughs> they fight. Yet another gun comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think she disarms her yet. So they okay. fight. Buffy tells everyone to get down. She runs past Oz and Willow, and Patrice follows her with her aim. So she. she um, sorry, her, the woman's name is Patrice. Right. She follows Buffy with her aim. She doesn't actually run after her. And then she goes to shoot. Oz sees where she's shooting, tells Yellow to look. <laughs> Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> Yells Yellow. at Willow. <laughs> <laughs> Yells at Willow to look out. And then he kind of like grabs her hand and like pulls her down, taking a bullet to the shoulder in the process. Of course, it's in the shoulder. It's yep. So painful. Buffy hides and Patrice tries to follow her. Buffy tackles the gun away from her. So this is where she disarms her. Then she gets back on her feet and pulls another gun from her ankle. Yeah. This was gun number three though, wasn't it? Maybe it was. I think I counted three guns and then a knife. Okay. You might be right. I was like trying to frantically write this down and like I rewound so many times and I thought that I got it, but it was a very hectic scene. There was guns flying everywhere. Heavily armed. Heavily armed, this lady. Yeah. Then Kendra comes to the rescue, kicking that gun out of her hands. So yeah, that would have been maybe the third gun. Yeah, I think Um, that's gun number three. And then Patrice grabs jonathan as a hostage pulls a knife just like it looks like she just pulls it from her back somewhere oh yeah she's got like a little uh she's got like a little holster back there you know i guess yeah um and then she just like holds it to his face and i'm like poor jonathan man you know this like innocent bystander first it's empata trying to kiss him and take his soul Oh, this is this this is the guy with the you got rough hands. Your hands are rough. (laughs) Your hands are rough. I love this guy. I love how he keeps making a comeback. Yeah, Jonathan. (laughs) Jonathan. (laughs) So Patrice backs towards the door and then drops Jonathan and makes a run for it. Kendra chases after her as Buffy checks on Willow and Oz, and he seems okay. He's just kind of like shocked, Um, and he's like, "It's odd," and painful kendra comes back in tells buffy the woman is gone and then jonathan asks if it was a demonstration this is when i was like is this one of my predictions i was questioning myself that oz gets a boo-boo and then willow has to help out that's why i pulled it in here all right you did say that oz gets a boo-boo 
Yep. Uh, in the library, Giles and Willow are patching up Buffy's knee while she tells him about the crazy gun lady. And Giles asks about this Oz chap. And Willow tells them the paramedic said that it was only a scrape as Xander and a very damp Cordy walk in. Xander asks if the British Soccer Fan Association <laughs> sponsored career day. <laughs> so I don't know if like you got that, but... Nope. <clears throat> so in like the 60s particularly and even up until like just, if you know, like probably about the 90s, British soccer fans were like crazy. Like they would, they would like after games, they were just like cause all sorts of hijinks and violence um, until like laws started to be put in place to kind of like prevent that from happening. So, so Xander's like, this looks like the British soccer fan association just blasted through the school is basically what he's (laughs) saying with all like the things like thrown everywhere and whatnot. Such a Giles reference. Yes. Um, And then Giles introduces Kendra as another slayer to Cordelia and Xander. And Xander says to Buffy, I knew this. I'm the only one. I'm the only one thing was just an attention getter. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) And then to Kendra, he says, welcome. So you're a slayer, huh? I like that in a woman. And Kendra is nervous and doesn't know what to say. She like doesn't look at him. She's like looking at her feet. Yeah, like she's never seen a boy before. Um, Cordelia finds a mealworm in her hair, drops it on a book, says she's going to shower, and runs out. Yeah. Yeah. And Buffy says, you and bug people, Xander. What's up with that? Xander says, no. This bug dude was completely different than praying mantis lady. He was a man of bugs, not a man who was a bug. Giles informs them he's discovered more about Drusilla's cure. He says the ritual requires the presence of her sire, and it must take place in a church on the night of a new moon, which is apparently tonight. And this is actually a goof because Spike said full moon. Giles said new moon. What's the difference? Um, A full moon is when the moon is... Like when we're looking at the sky and we see the moon fully a circle. A new moon is a complete opposite when we don't see it at all. A little sliver? Oh, completely gone. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, that's a big difference, I'll say. That's a really big difference. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't actually see the sky at any point in this. Mm. So we can't tell if there's a moon or no moon. So I don't know who's right. But um, yeah, it was funny. I don't, you know, I didn't ever catch that before but this time maybe because i'm paying more attention to moon cycles these days um i don't know but i was like wait a minute pretty sure spike said full moon and then when i watched it the second time i was like yep Hmm, whoops blunder whoops a blunder indeed um buffy tells them that angel so giles said that they need drusilla's sire and buffy told them tells them that angel is drusilla's sire which no one knew except for buffy at this point Xander says, man, that guy got major neck in his day. (laughs) And Willow hits him. (laughs) Uh, They decide they need to figure out which church this is taking place in. And Kendra, though weary about saving any vampires at all, says that she will help Buffy. Buffy says, good, because I've had it. Spike is going down. You can attack me. You can send assassins after me. That's fine. But nobody messes with my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, is it really official, though, Buffy? Have you got confirmation from him? 
I mean, they're making they're making with the smoochies quite a lot. They're making with the smoochies, but that doesn't make it official. She's, you know, she's breaking into his house. He's <laughs> yeah, breaking she's into her in house. His bed. <laughs> he's he's cuddling with you her. You know, porky, I call that a relationship. Yeah. Don't know if it's a healthy one. Probably not. But it's a weirdo one. Yeah. Yeah. He watches her sleep. Yeah, because you have made a lot of predictions about guys coming in and out. So I think this would yeah. be a good time to decide Make if you want to prediction to, if you want to stick with that or not yeah, okay i'm gonna ask you about i'll surprise that. you at the end yeah let me know let me know how you're feeling uh so we get we get a drusilla scene here and i don't know if you notice this but uh she's softly singing her lamb caught in the blackberry patch so oh, i missed it <laughs> yeah at the very beginning it's like very she's very softly singing it as she goes to get the holy water that's to, her favorite song she's got yes. that on repeat yep <laughs> Uh, so she starts torturing Angel by pouring holy water on him and also by talking crazy talk at him. <laughs> All right, about... let's talk about Angel's chest real quick. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. I thought he had a cross burnt into his chest. Yeah, well, it probably healed by this point. It just heals up? Yeah. Well, oh. All right. Yeah, they can heal. Well, that was a quick conversation. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> thought this was going to be more in depth. Yep. Yeah, so she's talking about all the things her family members used to eat. And she says, they used to eat cake and (laughs) eggs and honey until you came and ripped their throats out. Yikes. I don't know why, but I just like that scene. (laughs) She's a nutso. Um, Cake, eggs, and honey. Yes. In that order. She named a lot of other things that they were eating, but I just like that one line. Um, (laughs) And then... You know, Angel apparently ripped their throats out, so they. Angel do does sound eating. like kind of a monster. Yeah, his background is not very good. Like I understand he's kind of dreamy. He's done some nice things. Yeah, I would still keep my distance. Well, right? but look at Giles. What? A, oh, Ripper. Yeah, I mean, he summoned a fucking demon. I guess, but you know, we're all crazy when we're younger. You know. Yeah. Ripping beers. <laughs> ripping throats. Ripping beers and ripping throats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, there's a couple of rippers over here. <laughs> a couple of rippers. Back at the library, Giles reads on the computer screen um, in front of Willow. She's like sitting with a laptop on her lap. Mm-hmm. And he kind of comes up behind her and he's like, there are 43 churches in Sunnydale. <laughs> and then he tells her to check if any are closed or abandoned. And Cordelia is back in the library, now in in Sunnydale High t-shirt and some sweatpants, just like Xander after the naked nightmare that he had. Yeah. Uh, she and Xander are trying to find information on the Order of Taraka that they encountered. Um, inside Giles' office, the two slayers are talking. Kendra tries out a crossbow, saying that she's an expert in all weapons, and she accidentally shoots a lamp. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Xander finds the bug guy. He says, I am the bug man, cuckoo kachu. Do you know what this <laughs> reference is? Yeah, it's the Beatles song, right? Yes, I am the walrus. I am the egg man. Mm-hmm. I am the walrus, cuckoo kachu. Taraka. Uh, <laughs> and Xander discovers that he can only be killed in his disassembled state. Hmm. Back in Giles' office, Kendra observes how Buffy's life is different than hers. She was taught that friends, school, and family distract from her calling. So her parents sent her to her watcher when she was so young she doesn't even remember them. Oh, uh, okay. So they explain it a little. 
Yeah. So basically, and she kind of talks about her culture a little bit more. So yeah, it sounds like Kendra was prepared from a, a very young age, hmm. um, which seems like it's different maybe from what Buffy dealt with, yeah. but we don't really know. It seems really like know. Buffy figured it out later in life. Yeah. I mean, she didn't have the handbook, so. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, but we don't really know we don't really know Buffy's origin story exactly. But when she shoots the lamp, doesn't Xander say Kendra killed the bad lamp? No, Buffy, that Buffy says that. Buffy says that. <laughs> yeah, because Giles is like, everything okay in there? And yeah, and that's when Buffy <laughs> says that she killed the bad lamp. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Buffy says that, you know, that upbringing sounds really lonely. But Kendra says, emotions are weakness, Buffy. You shouldn't entertain them. And Buffy says, Kendra, my emotions give me power. They're total assets. Then she kind of goads Kendra, um, saying that she would have beat her in the end because Buffy can improvise and go with the flow and her anger gives her fire. And then Buffy has a thought that maybe they can beat up Willie for information about this, you know, ritual. Might as well. We cut to Drusilla still torturing Angel. And she says, say uncle. Oh, that's right. You killed my uncle. And Spike walks in and tells them it's time to go to the church. That he's not much for the pre-show. And Angel goads him saying that he remembers that that's what Drusilla likes best. That maybe Spike needs some pointers because Drew isn't satisfied. Oh, yeah. And Spike gets really pissed off. Yeah, and really nearly, teasing him. Yeah. He nearly stakes Angel. He nearly spikes him. He nearly spikes him with a stake. Yeah. And then he realizes that, you know, Angel was doing this to, you know, to try to get them to kill him so that he can't be used to cure Drusilla. Trying to get a rise out of him. Yeah. At the bar, Buffy is thrown around Willie, who finally gives in and says that he'll take them to the church. Free Um, Willie. (laughs) (laughs) Kendra, again, insists on checking in with Giles before they rush off to save Angel, but Buffy refuses, saying that Angel could die if they, you know, go back or if she doesn't, like, go and save him now. And Kendra says, he's a vampire. He should die. And Buffy, not happy about this, so she exits with Willie, leaving Kendra alone. Willie leads Buffy down a hall inside a church and says, here you go. Don't ever say your friend Willie didn't, don't come through in a pinch. And they round a corner and a vampire and the gun lady, Patrice, are waiting. And Willie says to them, here you go. Don't ever say your friend Willie don't come through in a pinch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The bug man, so he's double crossa, this Willie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bug man and another vampire emerge, cutting her off from escape. Then inside the nave of the church, apparently that is, yeah, apparently that is what the innermost like part of the church is called with the pews and the altar and where people are all gathering and sermons are given like a navel. Yeah. Today I learned that. So Hmm. there you go. Interesting. Imparted some knowledge onto you. You imparted some knowledge. (laughs) Spike is burning incense and reciting an incantation. Um, Angel and Drusilla are strapped together to a chain that hangs from us from the ceiling of the church. Um, Angel's right hand is tied to the chain above his head. Yeah, they're very strapped together. They're very strapped together. I mean, they could have just put the hands together, I think, but maybe not. Maybe that's uh, part of the uh, transfusion. Yeah, well, because 
because Drusilla is weak, and at this point, Angel's pretty weak too. He's been tortured. He's been close to sunlight. Ratchet strapped together, so they just stand up. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Spike is saying, "Elagor, I name thee, bringer of war, poisoners, pariahs, grand obscenity." Elagor, wretched master of decay, bring your black medicine. And he sets the censer down on the altar and picks up the Dulac cross with a gloved hand. Actually, both of his hands are gloved. And he says, come and holds the cross upside down. Restore your impious, your most impious, murderous child. And he pulls a dagger out of the cross and says, from the blood of the sire, she is risen. And then he brings like Drusilla's hand up to clasp angels um, and then says, from the blood of the sire, she shall, shall rise again and stabs the dagger through their hands. Yikes. Angel screams and this like <laughs> blast of light comes out of their hands. And then yeah. the light becomes a faint glimmer as Angel's strength starts to ebb from him and into Drusilla. Yeah, so dramatic. So dramatic. Jeez. Do you remember what Spike says here? Nope. He says, right then, now we just let them come to a simmering boil and remove to a low flame. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Willie barges in with a few vamps, the Order of Taraka assassins, and Buffy, who's being held by a vamp and the gun lady. Spike is furious that he brought Buffy here during the ceremony. He looks at at the gun lady and says patrice so this is where we learn her name's patrice (laughs) yeah she lets go of buffy pulls out another gun that i don't know where she gets it from but she has a lot of all the weapons patrice has all the cool hidden weapons all of them yeah yeah uh and then kendra does some backflips in does a flying (laughs) double kick and (laughs) kicks two vampires in the heads again she loves her head kicking can flip it in and then she meets buffy in front of spike and he says who the hell is this kendra grabs him and buffy says it's your lucky day spike kendra says two slayers and then punches him and buffy says no waiting and punches him again um patrice the gun lady now has blades shoot out of her sleeves (laughs) yeah that's what i'm talking about (laughs) so many weapons yeah and she engages buffy in battle while kendra fights spike Um, And then Giles walks in with Willow and Xander taking out one of the vamps with his crossbow. Willow jumps on a vamp, helping Giles to fight him. And then Xander yells to the bug guy, hey. Wait, I got this one. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Hey, larva boy. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you, you big cootie. (laughs) (laughs) And then the shot that follows is great because it's like a quick dolly in on on, uh, the big cootie's face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he just, just like, like smiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts after Xander. Xander scrambles for the doors and carefully steps through, closing them behind him uh, and uh, and trying to avoid stepping on the puddle of liquid adhesive that Cordelia has poured there. Oh, right. So the mealworms squeeze through the bottom of the door right into the adhesive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I had a quip for that, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I was I was feverishly searching my mind for one. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, I don't have one either. I got but, a few later, though. You'll be really proud of. Um, yeah. Well, fla- we flash through the battles taking place. Um, elm, elm worm glue. I don't, you know, 
nah. Let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we go back to Xander and Cordelia, who are stepping on the glued worms. It's like just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's just so gross. Um, Buffy sees Kendra struggling with Spike and tells her to switch. Buffy tosses Spike so he lands near Willie, who's trying to run. And then Buffy uses this distraction to pull the dagger out of Angel and Drusilla's hands and tries to free Angel. Drusilla calls weakly to Spike, who rushes over, shoves Buffy to the floor as Willie escapes. And Willow stakes the vamp. She and Giles are fighting, which is the first time we've seen Willow kill a vampire. Really? That's the first time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure for Willow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Way to go, Willow. Uh, Cordelia and Xander re-enter the nave, and we see Kendra fighting Patrice, who slices her shirt with one of her blades. And Kendra goes, that's my favorite shirt. <laughs> that's me that's only my shirt. only shirt. <laughs> <laughs> she says, and now she's got that fiery rage Buffy was telling her about. She yeah. tosses Patrice into a cabinet, in front of the organ, knocking her out, and then rejoins the rest of the Scooby gang. Spike throws a torch onto a pile of drapes, lighting them on fire, and it kind of like separates the Scoobies from him, Drusilla, Angel, and Buffy. Yeah. Then he takes Drusilla and starts walking off, letting Angel fall to the ground. Buffy scrambles over to him. Uh, Then she takes the sensor, whips it around. Sensor? Yeah. Oh, like the incense ball? That's the incense, yeah, ball thing. Yeah, when it's gotcha. when it's on a chain like that and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the priests will whatever, do it around the right. clergy. It's called a censor, yeah. So yeah, she's like whipping it around, which is sort of like how you said I would whip around Appa if I'm a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I picture it. Exactly. <laughs> and then she whips it and throws it at to the back of Spike's head, knocking him into the giant organ, causing it to break and fall over him and Drusilla. And this is a big-ass organ. Yeah. And I say... Big pipes. That's one way to lose an organ. (laughs) I was going to say, he's kind of a big organ himself. I think Spike (laughs) needed a chime out. Oh. Spike trying to escape this church was a real pipe dream. Maybe this will be a way to clear his pipes. (laughs) The pipe dream one was Dave's. I can't take credit for that. Boy, guess this fight wasn't quite his tune. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) This didn't go quite according to plan. That was also Dave's. That's pretty good. Boy, that really bellows Spike. I'm out. So that's all I got. There's got to be more. If only this was a little bit more organized. <laughs> That's good. All right. All right now we're, we'll now we're done. <laughs> okay. We got out of that okay. one scot-free. <laughs> uh, Angel comes to in Buffy's arms and Kendra helps Buffy carry him as I all leave the church. Next day at Sunnydale High, Oz is getting animal crackers from the vending machine. I love this scene. I this isn't. This the, so is this much. the first... I feel like there's been another scene with animal crackers, or am I just There's been another scene with the vending machine, but not animal crackers. <laughs> right. I know the vending machine one with the meat guy, the the meaty guy. <laughs> beefy. I called him beefy. <laughs> no, you called him meaty. Okay, meaty maybe man. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this with is a cute uh, Larry. animal cracker scene. Yes, it's very cute. Uh, so he's getting animal crackers from the vending machine, and his the arm that was shot is in a sling. 
Willow approaches and asks how his arm is, and he says, suddenly painless. Oh, jeez. Ah, this Oz guy, he's got all the right moves. God, he doesn't even know it. And then he says... Well, first, she asks him <laughs> if he can still play the guitar okay. And right, this it's very was, important. And he <laughs> says, not well, but not worse. <laughs> mm. Willow funny. tries to thank Self-deprecating. him. Self-deprecating. It's nice. Nice move. Yeah. Yeah. Willow tries to thank him, but Oz says, please don't. I don't do thanks. I get all red and I have to bail. It's not pretty. So Willow says, then forget about that thing, especially the part where I kind of owe you my life. And Oz like, can't, he can't with it. So he just pulls out a cookie from the box and says, look, monkey. And he has a little hat and pants. And he says, the monkey is the only cookie animal that gets to wear clothes. You know that? And then he looks at her and says, you have the sweetest smile I've ever seen. Oh, no. jeepers. No. Oz. Oz and Willow sitting in a tree. Wow. Willow is surprised, but in a good way. And Oz says, so I'm wondering, do the other cookie animals feel sort of ripped? Like is a hippo going, hey, man, where are my pants? I have my hippo dignity. And you know the monkey's just like, I mock you with my monkey pants and kind of like a French accent. <laughs> and he says, and there's a big coup in the zoo. And Willow laughs and asks, the monkey's French? And Oz says, all monkeys are French. You didn't know that? And they walk away together. And they walk away together. And they're into the so hallway. adorable. And I can't Off even into the sunset. It. I can't even handle it. How cute they are. It's just. <laughs> Jeepers. It's just so cute. And then at another part of the school, Cordelia walks down a hallway and sees Xander and turns around. And he slides in front of her and says, we need to talk and hustles her off to an empty classroom. I knew where this was going right away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Xander says they shouldn't have to run when they see each other, um, that there's an explanation for what happened. Cordelia calls him a pervert and then they start arguing again, which of course... Results in kissing once again. Fire up the engines. Here we go again. Hello. Hello. Outside Sunnydale High, Buffy and Kendra are walking. Kendra with a new shirt, thanks to Buffy. Um, Kendra promises to actually get in a get in a seat on the airplane this time. And Buffy thanks her for helping to save Angel. Kendra says she's not going to tell her watcher about that. It's too strange that a slayer loves a vampire. And then she says, still, he is pretty cute. Um, Buffy says, well, then maybe they won't fire me for dating him. Kendra says, you always do that. You always talk about slaying like it's a job. It's not. It's who you are. And Buffy says, you get that from your handbook? And Kendra says, from you. Buffy moves to embrace her, but Kendra says she doesn't do hugs. Uh, she gets. Yeah, she <laughs> winced at the idea. She's like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't hug. Yeah, <laughs> I know people like that. Um, she gets in the text. What? (laughs) Is that me? (laughs) No, I wasn't implying you. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, are you like that? Kind of. So, yeah. Kendra's not into the hugging. She gets into the taxi and then it drives off. And then we cut to in the church. Ah, Drusilla. (laughs) Yeah. Spike's kind of like unconscious mangled form is like sort of trying to move under the charred organ drusilla standing says to him don't worry dear heart 
And she lifts up his whole body with one yeah. arm. She's a strong one now. Yeah. And she says, I'll see that you get strong again. And then she pulls him into both arms, kind of cradling him. And she says, like me. And she walks determinedly, leaving the blackened church behind her. Yeah. It's kind of like a lost ending in yeah. a way. You know? I really like this ending. It's on. like you, we, we like cut away to see them moving out of the church and it's just like all burned and black behind her. Yeah. It's very badass. I mean, I kind of had a feeling that uh, the thing had worked in some way and that they were going to get out yeah. of their, the pile of pipes. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. That's, Jeez. That <sighs> is... That's a lot of Buffy. That's a lot of Buffy, Buffy, Mm -hmm. the Tupata. I tried to move through it quickly for you. Yeah. Well, this is probably going to be our longest episode to date, (laughs) so. (laughs) It's not our longest recording, at least not so far. No, not so far. (laughs) Um, So let me give you some trivia about this. Yeah. Um, So, yes. Accent. I got to know about the accent. Accent. Number one, Bianca Lawson, who plays Mm -hmm. Kendra, told SFX Magazine I really hated that accent. I got the part and I didn't originally have an accent. Then literally the night before they said, what about a Jamaican accent? Oh boy. How do you do that to an actor? Exactly. So it was one of those things. She said, I just had to put on, I just had to put it on (laughs) tape. She tried her best. But I didn't have a chance to get comfortable with it. And the thing is certain things, if you say it properly, like in the way that it should be said in a Jamaican accent, um, people don't really fully understand what you're saying. So then, you know, like they would tell her to change things. They'd say, well, say it like this. And then she's like, well, would that be accurate in that accent, though? And they say, it doesn't matter because no one's going to understand you. And so mm. different people no, were I, giving I her different interpretations. Her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she said, you know, I was like, everyone's going to think that I'm doing it wrong. And she says, so personally, I was not happy with the accent. Yeah. What a nightmare for an actor to be given a curveball like that. Like, hey, yeah. by the way, all those lines that you just learned, you know, now just you gotta uh, do, them do it with an accent, accent that you don't know how. Yeah. yeah. So that is why, yeah, my friend um, who just watched this episode and was talking to me about it he also was like i hate her accent it's so terrible so i like took a screenshot of this trivia and sent it to him (laughs) yeah so clearly if if she was having any sort of reservations about the accent i'm sure it affected her acting which is maybe why Mm -hmm. certain scenes she seemed a little little more robotic yeah robotic or wouldn't because you're trying to figure out the accent the whole time yeah definitely it's gotta be hard yeah yeah, still, I think she does a pretty good job. Like, I could definitely see where you're saying she's oh, way better than a little bit robotic. But also, she's also talking about how she doesn't get emotional. You know what I mean? So That's true. It that did kind of play into the it. character a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That's um, true. When Buffy says, back off, Pink Ranger, yeah. Sophia Crawford, who is Sarah Michelle Gellar's stunt double, also doubled for the Amy Pink Jo Ranger. Johnson's Pink Ranger. Wow. Um, and her husband, Jeff Pruitt, was the stunt uh, choreographer for the first four seasons of Buffy, um, as well as Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Fun. Kind of fun fact. Yeah. All the lines after Oz's compliment about Willow's smile were ad-libbed by Seth Green and Allison Hannigan. 
So oh, the whole well, monkey with the pants the and the cutest. zoo and the, yeah, all that oh, ad-libbed. Just doesn't get any cuter, does it? <laughs> no. No, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. All right. Fun trivia. Yeah. So what do you think, Pat? What are your predictions? Do you want me to ask you some questions or do you want to just start out and then I'll try to bring back some of the things that maybe you forget about? Well, let's first... I think we should do favorite moments. Oh, yes. Duh. Let's do favorite moments. Do you want to do a favorite moment from each episode? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. I actually wrote them down this time, so I won't have to feverishly. Well, that's uh, great because I didn't. So, you did. But I think mine are going to be pretty obvious. So, okay. Yeah. I could pick yours for you. (laughs) All right. So, first episode, I got to go with favorite moment being frog fear <laughs> <laughs> frog fear the tadpoles it's all it's all gravy it's yeah. all such a such a good line from willow mm-hmm. so i'm going with frog fear what about you i don't know yeah i think it's like probably drusilla reading the tarot cards okay i'm gonna go with that all right it's kind of fun and then my favorite moment for the second episode is the it's kind of a tie Mm-hmm. I really like the long one shot where they walk through the whole school yeah. just because of the technicality and how impressive it is. Mm-hmm. But I also like the big cootie line in the big fight <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I bet you can guess my part. My favorite oh, part. Oh, your part's definitely the end part with Willow and yeah. uh, and Oz. They're being cute together. So cute. But I do also really love the ending ending where Drusilla is carrying Spike out out of the church with like it's all disheveled and burned. Yeah. That was really cool too. I forgot how much I liked that scene. Okay. Yeah. That was fun. Um what show wins? <laughs> second, second part, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Because it culminates. Part. I wasn't even. I wasn't even going to track that this episode. <laughs> no, it's just on my list of of our agenda of items here, so might as well throw it in. You know. Yeah, definitely second part. All right, new predictions, huh? So I got a couple notes here. Okay. There's definitely going to be more vamp smoochies. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Um, I think you were predicting that Buffy was going to get with more vamps than just... Oh, yes. I think that's the context. 100%. This isn't the only vampire that she's going to make out with. She's going to have other vampire boyfriends throughout the time. And not like hardcore boyfriends like Angel, Mm -hmm. but like perhaps, as I've said in the past, perhaps maybe uh, Spike. Something happens to Spike. I mean, he's kind of a big baddie at this point, but, you know... Something could happen, and That's they could be prediction. in a weird, you know, it, it could happen. All right? I'm just saying. Happen with Cordy and Xander. Why not? Right. Other other vamps could come in and out, and uh, she might make out with one. Who knows? Uh, I don't think the second Slayer is a Terminator. So, <laughs> as robotic as she seems, she's not a Terminator. Okay? I think that might be all I got for new predictions. Okay. After all this. Oh, wait. Um, something with Spike and Drusilla. Oh, they're back. And Drusilla is the real big bad. And maybe Spike has to get his power back for a little while. So Spike's going to be out of it for a bit. But Drusilla is now the new big bad. 
until Spike comes back. And this is where the turn starts to happen, where Spike starts to figure out maybe there might be another way to this vamp life, you know? Because if all this stuff has happened, maybe it knocked his head around, right? And now he's uh, starting to think his vamp life over a little bit, and maybe he's gonna he's gonna break good, you know, go the go the way of the angel, you know. Okay. And this is where uh, <laughs> I'm reading your face like this is so outrageous. <laughs> well, Angel has a gypsy curse on him. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. Okay. So I just whatever. want to remind that you may that. or may not it's happen. Not, okay. You know, just just reminding you of that fact. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that fact. So and that's all I have for predictions. Okay. <laughs> but the problem with some of these predictions is that I don't really know what <laughs> you're like, maybe this is what's going to happen. Maybe not. I don't know. It's maybe because this I'm is trying, I'm point. trying to read your face the whole time. And then the more you smile, the more I want to give up on it. I'm trying to. <laughs> your poker face is terrible. I'm trying to poker face. <laughs> so okay. what is going to happen with Drusilla and Spike? They're right. back. This we is know what that. you got to take away from all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, TLDR. This is your takeaway. Okay. Your TLDR is Drusilla's now the stronger one. Mm-hmm. Spike is going to be out for the count for a little bit to regain his strength. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to abandon the rest of my theory <laughs> for now. Spike's not going to break good. <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> Let me work that through, you okay. know? What do you, you don't want to predict, do you want to predict anything about Willow and Oz? Yeah, they're going to be together. And then Oz is going to die. Oh my God. How about them apples? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) Sorry. That just seems like a logical step in this series. That's an actual prediction? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to predict anything more about Kendra? No. She gone. She's gone. She gone. She's not coming back. No, nah, that into the ether. Too, that yeah, she's into the ether because <laughs> that accent was bad. Okay. I mean, it makes sense that she would come back, but uh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Next week we'll be back with Buffy and Lost. Buffy and Lost. Thank goodness. And uh, what else have you been reading, watching, and listening to, Pat? Ah, so I saw another great movie, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm really happy about because I've seen a lot of kind of garbage movies or just rewatches for like the past year, it feels like. <laughs> so last week I talked about I Care A Lot, which I liked on Netflix. And this week I watched Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO. That was also on our on our like next movie club list <laughs> right yeah our unofficial our, post-it movie club movie yeah club. <laughs> uh so i watched that and i really liked it i thought it was great um i think the acting is really powerful and the directing is really good the art direction is great it's shot very well the music in it is is good it's just everything's up my alley it's, it's just so a really know, really good movie i don't know anything about the movie can you tell i think me that's a, best oh okay cool i think that's then best I because yeah. i didn't know anything about it either and um i didn't know what to expect so i think it's best to go in um as i i i don't know as as i get older i love going into movies without knowing anything and i used yeah, to be I really into 
I used to be really into movie trailers, mm-hmm. and now when I start to see one, I'm like, ah, okay, I've seen enough. Like, I've seen, like, 15, 20 seconds. I'm like, I get who's in it and yeah. sort of the theme or the mood of the movie. Now I just want to see it. Right. Yeah. So I think if you don't know anything about it, just go watch it. Okay. Yeah. Good movie. And then also we binged watched all of WandaVision season one, mm-hmm. which I think it might only be season one. I don't think they're coming out with other seasons, but it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's part of the Marvel Universe, and uh, it's really interesting. If you're into the Marvel movies, which I know you're not, no. but... Um, I have seen it pop up, though, because I've been watching Pirates. Yeah. If you've seen the rest of the Marvel movies, it uh, plays into the whole universe, and it's kind of interesting what they did with the storyline. So um, I really liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. If you only watch the first couple of episodes, though, you might be like, what's going on? Because it's kind of black and white and sort of like Bewitched or I Love Lucy or something. Oh, and you're that's like, cool, what? though the heck is this mm-hmm. it's cool but like after a whole episode of it you're like is this what i want to do with my night do i want to rewatch, yeah. n- you know a these black and white new shows show. that are black and white yeah. yeah and it's just like you know the old style cheesy like sitcom laughter and stuff um but it it uh grows into something else so hmm. it's cool. uh yeah i thought it was inventive i thought it was really fun so we actually finished Shit's Creek. Wow. And then we watched the special about it that I thought was a continuation of the series. Oh. Um was just the making of or something. It's like yeah, it's like a making of the last season and also they go into like um a lot of it is also just like the reception um that the show received and um other like celebrities and people talking about the show it's it was a really cool it's like again i i was expecting just like a continuation type of thing um yeah but i i highly recommend watching it after you finish the show um definitely don't watch it beforehand because it'll spoil stuff for you but um you know even even though it's not a continuation it's still really worth watching because Dave and I were just basically crying the whole time. Yeah. Um, I really like the ending. Good show. Definitely stick with it because it just gets better and better every season, okay. I think. Um, then I also watched, you know, I was on a Pirates kick. So I watched Pirates, um, the second Pirates, Dead Man's Chest, and the third at World's End. And then Disney doesn't have the fourth one what? on Disney+. Plus. On Stranger Tides, nowhere yeah. to be found, huh? Which I was like, well, fuck this. <laughs> this is why we have physical media. <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay because we I was like, that one was less, you know, and we talked about this too, like that one was less exciting Still anyway. part of the oeuvre. The oeuvre. Yeah. That's funny. Buffy uses that term. Does, doesn't sting though when you can't get a hold of the yeah, movie? It does. So annoying but I was like, especially hey, when it's whatever. disney um and then we started watching because we finished Shit's creek we needed a new show and i suggested a bunch of things but he wasn't in a mood for any of them and then i had started watching lovecraft country on my own mm-hmm. i watched maybe like the first not even probably 10 minutes of the first episode 
And then I think I was just like watching it while I was eating or something and then stopped and like went back to work. And I told Dave, I was like, well, I started watching this. Like if you want to give it a shot. And I don't really know anything about H.P. Lovecraft. Never read anything by him other than like he invented the Cthulhu and, you know, did a lot of crazy sci-fi horror stuff. But this show is awesome. So right up your alley. It it well it is and it isn't because like I don't like sci-fi like I don't like alien stuff, but I do like 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 traditional horror genre stuff like vampires. Mm. So it's kind of an interesting blend of both. But it takes place in the fifties, and um, a black veteran is looking for his father goes missing, and he goes to look for him with his with a friend of his and his uncle. And they are basically um, driving through just like super Jim Crow um, parts of the country. Hmm. And there's like, so there's so much racism. Like Dave and I were watching it and we were like, okay, there's all this horror element to this, but like white people are the scariest part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um so it's really it's a really interesting mix of horror from kind of two different angles. Um, like sort of if you smashed Get Out with like, you know, a sci-fi movie yeah. or something is like what it is. <laughs> really, really good, though. Really well done. Interesting. Um, we've only watched an episode and a half, but I'm liking it. Um, and, cool. and that's on HBO. Um, then I also started watching Mrs. America because I always like to have a show to watch myself. Um, and that is about the uh, movement to pass and not pass. It shows both sides of the issues of the Equal Rights Amendment in the early 70s. Hmm. A lot of really good actors in that. Um, Kate Blanchett, you know, for one, big time. She's always amazing and everything. Yeah, um, she's good. I don't know why I can't think of any others off the top of my head, but there's a lot of great ones in there. Um, and I'm reading actually this book that has been very difficult for me to put down called Mary Magdalene Revealed. Hmm. And it is about the, um, the subtitle is The First Apostle, Her Feminist Gospel and the Christianity We Haven't Tried Yet by Megan Watterson. And it's about the, um, gospel of Mary Magdalene that was basically like torn up couple of pages are missing and it was like hidden and rediscovered in i want to say like the 40s Hmm. um and so it's like her interpretation of what it means and it's very is basically was buried because she talks about how jesus was all like yeah everybody can access god within themselves there doesn't need to be a hierarchy and women are special and the church was like no we can't have this down with this heresy (laughs) yeah so it was buried (laughs) yeah um so it's really really good especially for um i mean i am obviously like i was raised christian and obviously am not now but it's kind of a cool reckoning like this this woman is like i don't call myself christian because this is like i'm don't subscribe to what christianity is today so this is like the christianity that i would love for it to be that is inclusive of women um and no hierarchy so it's pretty hmm. cool it's a really good interesting book. not something you would read i imagine but nope <laughs> <laughs> but for any any female powered ladies this is what's up 
And it's pretty short, too. That's Great. it. All right. Well. Let's, let's wrap this thing up. So, as always, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Yeah. And what else? And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And please send us emails about your thoughts on the show. Tell us if we've messed up or, you know, mispronounced something. If Pat (laughs) or I don't catch each other doing it. Um, Unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Send those emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com. And if you are going to, you know, talk about any spoilers, potentially just put them in the subject line. Just say like, spoiler alert, Buffy. So that I can look at it and Buffy and <laughs> Pat doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com. Cool. And always remember that streaming is better. Better with, with friends. friends. Thank you for wow. listening. This is a big episode. Double yeah. Buffy. Double. Thanks for sticking Buffy. with us. If you get we all the way to you. the end of this and past our reads. We'll send you a pencil. <laughs> Do we have enough? Just let us know. Yeah, let us know. DM us. Yeah. Or email us. Yeah. Can we ship to other countries? That'd be probably expensive. It'll be a case-by-case basis. Case-by-case so basis. First come, first serve. We can't tell you how many we have, but we'll send you a pencil. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week with uh, Buffy and Lost. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>